This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm John Abraham, joined by a hopefully fully recovered Damon McDonald. Damon, I'm going to start off with a question for you from Swordfish. What's worse than a root canal, bad luck Farley in another G1, or they extend the World Tag League with more days? <laughs> well, um, it wasn't that bad. You know, the, 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 uh, the issues, the, the tooth issues. Um, I was explaining to Joel that it was... Uh, I don't know. I, I had it Saturday. Uh, actually, I went out with uh, our good friend Mackie uh, from uh, me. <laughs> from me? From where? From he's not, He doesn't do anything. Um, he sits at home and watches. From me? It's your imaginary friend. Right, Mackie. Right. He sits at home and watches college football. Um, I went out with him, and then I got home, and it was, I don't know, it was kind of achy, but I was I had a couple beers, so I didn't really think much of it. And then the next day I woke up and I was like, oh, fuck, this, this is really weird. And I thought it was like just like, I don't know. I don't know why I thought toothaches went away, but uh, it didn't. And then the next day it was really hurting. So I just called and they had a spot the next day and they got it done and blah, blah, blah. So honestly, there's really not a big story behind it. It's just that my mouth was really sore to record and talk for two and a half hours about pro wrestling. So Plus it was World Tag League and I, I – and not to say that that played any factor in it. It was more of I just couldn't talk for two hours. But if it's if it's going to happen, l- lucky for us, it was then, uh, and not now. Because from what I understand, we have a, a full slate, a full a full platter of New Japan Pro Wrestling news and information and fun and excitement and hype. And somebody's just riding down the street in their bike in the rain, and uh, I'm hyped. I'm ready because uh, I think I I woke out of this refreshed. Missing a week. So uh, all things work out in the end. Yeah, trust me, listeners, you didn't miss out on anything. My notes were bare. The show would have been a disaster last week. So we've got a jam-packed edition this week. Uh, The road to Wrestle Kingdom has well and truly begun, Damon. I can't wait. I know we talk about it all the time, but I can't wait to get out there in Tokyo Eat some tasty food. We we got Fraser reaching out to us. He's you know we're going to go for a lovely meal with Fraser and. that's a guy who knows his food. And I'm almost as excited about eating a meal with Fraser as I'm Wrestle Kingdom. Here is a, a suggestion for you for our dinner with Fraser. I've sent you on WhatsApp. Tell me what you oh, think about oh, this idea. Oh, it's Chef Lance, Lance Archer. Uh, he's preparing a fine meal. He's, I like his chef hat and everything. He looks like he's the real deal. Uh, he's preparing one piece of shrimp, it looks like, though, on a gigantic griddle. Uh I don't know. I don't know if uh, I, I bet he could whip up a meal. I bet you it's it's heavy in protein. Uh, yeah, but he's he's got like he's into the horse meat, isn't he? Uh, no, um, when I had it, I, it was with Elgin. Um, we went to a restaurant that he suggested that was because we met up at um, the New Japan store, and there's a restaurant. Right on that strip, right across the street from where the old champions would be. It might still be there. Um, and that's where he was like, Damon, get that. It, it, trust me. He's like, I'm not, and I'm not fucking ribbing you. I'm not, you know, whatever. Like, I'm, cause I'm getting it. 
I was like, all right. And plus, I had about, like I said, the same story with the two strong zeros already in it, like 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, and I had it there. Um, and it was, like I said, a lot of it is just keep your mind off what you're eating. But the actual taste of it was like <laughs> it was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's where I had, I had it with Elgin. No, I think I've had it before. I think I've had horse sashimi at one of the Kaiten sushi, the Kaverwo places. If I remember correctly, it's quite, it's very rich, kind of fatty tasting. Mm-hmm. Is, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, like like quite gamey. Yeah, but you know, think of like a you know a, a raw, of or like, you know, in the states, it's like raw is pretty much well done anywhere else. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 a piece of meat that's not cooked. <laughs> And it's a horse. I mean, I don't know what else to say, but it's good. I can't. I can't say that it's not. Um, I had it. I tried it. And as long as you can kind of block out that mental image of a nice little horsey, <laughs> um, you're good. You're good. And for the, the vegans and vegetarians that are listening, my apologies, but uh, uh, it was damn fucking good. Right, most important thing I want to uh, plug straight away is our Super Jcast Year End Awards. Yes. The ballot went live on December the 1st. So first of all, massive, massive thank you to Pete Coms, uh, at comms underscore Pete on Twitter for all his hard work compiling the ballot. You are the man. We couldn't do this without you, Pete. So thank you very much for doing that. Last year, Damon, I think, uh, how many ballots did we we got? I think we got around 550. I can't remember the exact number. Yeah, I think it was like six. But at the moment... I thought it was like six, for, for whatever reason, the number six sticks in my mind. So we're in that range, yes, yes. Sorry. So we have got 266 so far, but that was... We haven't podcasted since doing it live. So now, listener, if you're hearing this and you have not yet voted in our awards, then pause the podcast Get onto a Twitter, uh, twitter.com forward slash the Super Jcast. And our pinned tweet is the ballot for our 2019 Super Jcast end of year awards. Uh, every vote matters. I've had a look. Some of them are neck and neck right now. So I'm really excited to see how this turns out, Damon. Have you compiled your ballot yet? I did. I did the first day it was released. Uh, I did. Um, which is shocking for me because I am that pro- procrastinator, as we all well know. I owe you, I owe you a day of drinking uh, based off of my procrastination. Um, I still have uh, wrestling uh, Omakaze's John Carroll's ballot that I still have to do. Um, it's one of those things where I know I got to do it, I do it, but I am a last minute Lou. I just, it's just, I don't know what it is about me, but I just seem to work better in that regard. So uh, it will be done. But yeah, if you haven't done it, get in. Uh, it's fun, and it's one of those things that, again, we talk about it a lot, but uh, people mention it to us, the people that in the know, people uh, uh, that we speak to. Uh, I don't, again, I don't want to sit here and say they use this as a guide, but in some cases, you know, it is a barometer of what the Western, as we call it, and we include everybody, and even, you know, I don't even want to make it seem like, like you know, that there aren't people that live in Japan that, 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 that they vote, you know, everybody votes. If you're a fan of this product, absolutely your vote counts and your vote matters. So um, I, I would say get in now, do it before you forget. Um, when is the end date? Do we set a, uh, a final end date on this, Joel? Hmm. Exactly. I'm not sure. I haven't really thought that far ahead. I know, really. 
Uh, I'm looking at a December <laughs> calendar right here. Um, we got okay. So I, by the way, we have got 558 votes last year. Okay. Because I was in, in two minds about this because I thought maybe we might have lost a chunk of those voters. Uh, because of the AW split. So maybe there's a lot of uh, elite fans who are no longer following the products. Uh, or I, I don't know. I'm excited to see whether or not we hit that number. But uh, yes, we need a deadline for this, don't we? We do. Um, it, today is December the 9th already. My Lord. Um, I say, you want to make it the 23rd? Right before Christmas. Right Eve. before Christmas. Christmas Eve Eve. Yep. I like it. Yep. Christmas Eve Eve. And then that'll be a lovely a Christmas present for whichever wrestlers are getting the awards. Now we're talking. And then, uh, so right around that time, uh, Christmas Eve Eve, would we do the show, would we do the award show on the 30th with our preview of Wrestle Kingdom? Um, I know we're doing a lot of behind the curtain stuff live, but um, how, how, would you, how do you see this being worked out, Joe? Well, I fly out to Tokyo on the 30th, uh, so... I think I'd rather do the show on the 29th. Yes, me too. Okay. If that's all the same to you. Yes, that would work. We'll see. We'll, we'll play it by ear, but uh, that would be better than me having to record a show in those tiny little Apple business hotel rooms. <laughs> yeah, they stink, don't they? Uh, I, I guess, again, being that we're doing production meetings, um, I'm bringing my stuff. Am I correct? We're doing, are we doing a, a face-to-face show uh, while we're there? We only have a very small window when we're, we're there at the same time. You, you leave on... The sixth, right? Yes, that's right. So, um, yeah, that kind of limits things, isn't it? Because we could do one immediately after night two of Rest Kingdom, but then that would mean it's got a very short shelf life because I'm sure everyone want to hear us talk about the dome. So right. maybe, maybe we should save it until after uh, Dash, after New Year's Dash. Yeah, that's probably what we'll, we will do. Okay, all right. So. So there might be a little bit of a gap. Maybe we have some type of instant reaction show. Maybe we do something quick. But yeah, we'll, we'll figure out schedules, but it's going to be a, a little tight. And then we had some surprises that we may want to do throughout. So we, it's going to be jam-packed. Rest assured that we'll have plenty to talk about come Wrestle Kingdom uh, December. But as of right now, let's say that Christmas Eve Eve for the, the Super J-Cast Awards is your deadline. So rewatch your matches, get your, uh, figure it out. Christmas Eve Eve, Super J-Cast Awards are over. Moneybags from the Discord says, since we're in award season, has there been any point in the history of the Super J-Cast where the listeners could vote on their show slash episode of the year? My personal favourite is the Best of the Super Juniors final review, both for the description of the Osprey Shingo final and Joel's rant about people shitting on Osprey on Twitter. Do you guys have an episode from the past year that you look upon fondly? Right, I, I need to clarify this. I wasn't complaining about people shitting on Osprey. If you hate Osprey, that's fine. I was shitting on people shitting on me for liking Osprey. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was quite a moment. I, in parts of that day, when I look back on cringe, I said some. Some bits have held up, but some bits I'm like, oh, why did I say that? That was a stupid <laughs> thing to say. But uh, there you go. Um, I haven't really thought about that. Maybe that would be something you could do, or people could do on the Discord if the fans wanted to get involved and come up with their own award categories. You know, maybe some funny, light-hearted awards, but. Uh, I think we've done enough work on this, Damon, so if you hand that one over <laughs> yeah. to the listeners. Yeah, I'd like to hand that one. I, I, I still find the Royal Quest one with Dan on and his his recollection of the Michael Craven situation was was a highlight uh, for the Super J cast. Um, 
yeah, I, I might I might go that route. But we've had so many cool memories. Uh, but I'll leave that up to the listeners. But uh, if if I needed a quick vote, I would say that would be a uh, those two are, are high on the list for sure. And Mark says, with award season in full swing, who are your non New Japan wrestlers of the year and matches of the year? Christ, um, I'll tell you what. One match that kind of pops in my mind. It's not going to get any votes, but I so fucking enjoyed it. It was a, the Rev Pro Show from New York, and it was um, Suzuki and Zach against Tana and Osprey. I really enjoyed that match a lot. Um, I enjoyed that whole weekend, really. Um, but non WWE, or excuse me, non um, New Japan. I liked. Um, hmm, I think Elgin's stuff in Big Japan. Um, that main event was pretty fun. Elgin stuff has been. Has been uh, I, I see what's happening here. So you you and Mike Elgin out eating <laughs> horse together, and then you know he's he's right. buying you the horse, and then you're getting on the podcast saying, "Oh, Elgin's had a great year." I, I see through you, David. Yeah, I, I know, know what's happening. This seemed like a lot of Mike Elgin talk this week. Um, that was good. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, would there be? I mean, all Japan has their main events are always fun, right? Kenta Miyahara is always. She always shines. Um, but yeah. I've liked a lot of Dragon Gate stuff this year. Yeah. Pack versus KZ sticks in my mind. That was a really fun one. Yeah. Huh. I mean, you're not putting any, are you putting any AEW stuff on there? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I, you know, it's, 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 Sometimes it's not for me. To, I, yeah. I'm not a fan of American wrestling. What can I say? I know, I'm not. You know, plenty of people like it. It's, it's okay. It's it's entertaining, but here's uh, what it is. It's it's it, you know, it's not it's not going to be touching my top ten. Right? Yeah, it, it, it's it's ease is what it is. It's like oh, it's it's I can turn on the TV and everybody knows what TNT is because a lot of uh, basketball is played there. National games broadcast across the country no so the, the name tnt is familiar to people so if you say that this wrestling show you know is on tnt you know people will know what that is um so yeah I, yeah some of it some of it i think i find to be highly entertaining when it comes to the match the matches themselves some of it is like oh, what am i watching here what's going on um but yeah, I mean, I think I think we're sticking in Japan, and I think we're sticking all Japan and Noah and and Big Japan. I've got a, the old cage match up, and I've uh, sorted twenty nineteen matches. Oh, you know what I really like too? What was, cage match rating. What was that? Yeah. What was that? Um. Uh, David Starr. Um. The, the match in that took Jordan, uh, Jordan Devlin. Yeah, that was really good. That everything about that was really great. That's got to be in my top five. I enjoyed that a ton. Um, everything about that, like the, it, it was almost like a, you know subtle heel, tr- you, know, you know, both of them turning at the same, you know, I like that one a lot. Um, that that's probably my top five. Yeah, I'm just looking at other stuff here. So, uh, Takeshita versus Endo from DDT, Tyler Bate versus Walter, Kento versus Nomura, Nomura versus Yuji Okubayashi, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes coming in very like high. That. Uh, there was that. Uh, tag match Sekimoto and Okabayashi versus Ishikawa and Suwama um, got a Joshi match here Shihiro Hashimoto versus Sari 
uh, Kiyomiya versus Sugiura, Mihara versus Zeus, uh, Devlin versus Walter, Sekimoto versus Elgin. I've I've seen all of these matches and I like them, but um, yeah, my my top ten is just going to be all New Japan stuff this year. <laughs> Good for you. Because I'm uh, it's just, it's my emotional investment. One, I like the style, and two, I'm emotionally invested in it. So. Uh, yeah, none of that stuff's going to be touching my top ten personally. I'd have to rewatch a couple things, but um, yeah, I, I think you can go a lot of different places with that. I, I remember someone saying that it's going to be very difficult to pick a top top five match of the year or even a match of the year with all the quality that's out there. But yeah, I think all those um, would be on my short list. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think that. The one that sticks out is that one match with David Starr. That that one really sticks out to me a lot. So, okay, there you go. A uh, quick plug as well for the post-wrestling podcast, Thunderstruck, where I managed to trick WH Park into watching a really bad match between Jushin Thunder Liger and Taichi. And you should check that out and listen to how annoyed WH gets because it was a lot of fun down my end. So you, you can uh, check that out. Where, where can you find it? I guess I'll go to post-wrestling and uh, you'll find... Thunderstruck with me and WH Park talking Tai Chi versus Liger from the 2017 Best of the Super Juniors. Yeah, it's worth going out of your way. Again, all of those that, that WH Park does um, with his with his themes. He always comes up with the good themes, and this was another great one. And uh, yeah, I think I was involved in that with them, the first one, and I actually listened to one, um, and I, I it escapes my memory because it is six o'clock in the morning, but. Um, they did one with uh, an El Samurai match that I remember being really fucking great. Um, I love it. I love matches with his where masks get ripped off. Ah, I fucking love it. Love nothing better than a mask hanging off a face to help juice up a match. Um, but they've been talking about that match and that was really good. And that that kind of got me inspired to go rewatch a bunch of different Liger stuff. And, I can't believe it's only a handful of days left, and then uh, and then uh, away we go. So it's going to be a sad moment at the Tokyo Dome. A lot of drunken tears being shed. So um, we all have we all have that to look forward to. Yeah. By the way, listeners, Damon doesn't know what any of the cards are for either the Road to Tokyo Dome Krakowin shows or either night of Wrestle Kingdom itself. So I thought we'd do a live reveal, as we did for the G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden, and see how Damon responds to that. So uh, let's try and blaze through these news items quickly so we can do World Tag League Finals and then get into that, because I'm sure, Damon, you're very excited to find out what we've got in store at the Tokyo Dome. So I'm going to start off uh, just quick thoughts. Uh, Vase Collector 420 says, what do you guys make of the new NJPW Collection app? Who was your first card draw? Because uh, I can't get it, Damon. It doesn't work from the UK iTunes store, even though I'm in China. So I can't get the app. Uh, what were your experiences with it? I mean, I I saw everybody yapping about it, and I was like, well, I don't. It's just like uh, Pokemon or what the fuck? Is, you know what? I don't. I don't. I don't know what these things are. So don't. You know, whatever. Um, but then I downloaded it, and I guess you got to collect cards, and then you have cards, and then they sit on your phone, and you look at them longingly. I don't know what else, you, and you trade them. And annoy me by posting screenshots of them on the Discord and say, hey, I've got this card. Who wants to trade this for my this? Right, who gives a shit? Get a life! <laughs> um, uh, Not sour grapes at all, just because I can't play it. Is that what it is? You really want to get in on it? Okay. Uh, I, I had it for two seconds and then I got like, they give you a free card to start you off and mine was Yoshi fucking Hashi. And I was, I, 
And the first thing I... <laughs> Kiss of death. Yeah, well, that was it. You might as well have the app automatically delete itself after that. Right, There's the... no returning from there, is there? No, my phone imploded. My phone melted at that point. Um, all three lenses just fell off my phone. Um, uh, yeah, and then I was... Just, like, at that point, I thought of that one time where you... you, you uh, you went to Lawson's right at the Tokyo Dome, and you were getting those uh, the little the toy things. And you know, you open up, you don't even know what you get. And you open up, you're hoping you get somebody good. And you got like fucking Togi Makabe or something like that. <laughs> you know, I was really angry, Dame. I was going to throw my Togi Makabe keyring on the floor, but he refused to bump. Ah! <laughs> That's actually funny. Good job by you. Oh lord, I remember that. But what do you mean? That's actually funny. Are you no, no, insinuating no, no. that all my other great one-liners are uh, unfunny no, and bad? No, no, no. It was that. That, that was that was legit funny. Come on. No, and I'm not saying none that, that, that the other ones are. No. You took, took the wrong way. Sorry. Um, uh, but that was my first thought when I got that Yoshihashi card. I was like, what the fuck? Um, and then my interest fucking fell off the cliff at that point. So, yeah, it, it was probably on my phone for all of eight minutes at the most. And then I was like, why? why? I'm, I'll never look at this again. And I don't care if I get a, a four-star fucking Naito. I don't I don't care. Um so yeah. I mean, I'm sure the kids are having fun with it and if it's I don't how do you I mean, do you have the I guess there are like exclusive cards that you have to then purchase to get or or some unbelievable feat of strength. You I don't how do you get these cards? Help me out, Joe. What the fuck do you got to do with these things? I guess you either trade them with other people or pay for them. I, I think there's little microtransactions that you could do, which I hate. I mean, I don't. I think the whole trend in the gaming industry towards loot boxes of microtransactions is really insidious, personally. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, yeah, it, it does. It does nothing for me. So, uh, okay, so it's a waste of time, is what you're trying to tell me. It's a. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just a bit like this podcast. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. All right. So yeah, I it, it was on my phone for two. I hope they're making money with it. I don't know how they would make money with it. I don't know how it would work. If, if you're having fun with it, great. Keep collecting. Um, I'm 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 okay. I'll, I'll be okay without my three star Zach save. Is there a Zach card? Does everybody? Is every card? Is every wrestler represented with a card? I don't care that you talked about this for far too long. I was just expecting a pithy little story about the Yoshihashi card, right. and then we're going to move on. All right, go on. All right, Yoshihashi. All right. I got the card. Um, I deleted the app. Bye. <laughs> okay. Uh, business here. So Dave in the Observer said that uh, Dave Meltzer, as of uh, December the third, both nights of Wrestle Kingdom are way are ahead in ticket sales of last year's show. So a couple of questions here, uh, John host of Wrestling Omakase on the Discord asks, how surprised are you guys by the news in this week's Wrestling Reserve that both nights of Wrestle Kingdom 14 are ahead of Wrestle Kingdom 13's ticket sales pace as of December 3rd? And is there still time to call Kenny and the Elite to save the shows? And Leo Papismadov on Twitter says, with this year having revenue up and Wrestle Kingdom is on better track than last year, it seems the Elite departure didn't affect New Japan at all. And it goes to show how strong the bench in New Japan is and ready to step up. So your thoughts on these tickets selling like hotcakes? I love it. That's that's what we all want to hear, right? That's that's the uh, big show of the year. Two of them. We were all a little, a little concerned in the back of our mind, right? Because of the uh, scope of this endeavor. But it looks like it's uh, doing very well, and it is on the weekend. That I'm sure that helps. Um, and 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 
And I bet that would help improve uh, walk-up sales or any last-minute ticket buyers um, in that regard. And I think uh, the shows themselves, even what we know, I there was a lot of talk about how you know well you can't give away uh, Naito and Okada. Uh, you know, on one day and, and the idea of a tournament and, and people in Osaka booing and all this, all this stuff. No, I think I think people are hyped and I, th- I think people are excited. I think people are traveling in. I think people are are excited for the idea of two nights at the Dome and the celebration of pro wrestling, as we like to call it. So, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled with that news. Um, the idea that you know, Kenny and, and Bucks and Cody and all that stuff is going to hurt. I mean, we we kind of felt that it that it wouldn't hurt from a from a Japanese perspective, right? Now, again, you can argue about American expansion, and you can argue about hot topic T-shirts, and you can argue about all that stuff. Um, and I think that's a that's a, a decent conversation to have. But when it comes to New Japan in Tokyo. And again, it hasn't always been like this. It's been peaks and valleys, just like every wrestling promotion has, and 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 pro wrestling in general, and the interest in pro wrestling. We're on it. We're on a an upswing, and that's good. And we have the people that that can help carry that upswing. And two nights at the Tokyo Dome, outpacing uh, ticket sales from previous years. That is a that is a positive thing. There's there's a positive buzz with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And again, I like to say this, that that helps other promotions, right? You mean to tell me that Noah, who's running the afternoon at Cork and Hall, is it the fourth that they're running or the fifth? I think they're running the fifth. They're doing the fifth. I think it's Tokyo Joshi Pro who are doing the fourth. Okay. Both of those promotions are going to do well, right? Just for people that, you know... Maybe they do, maybe they're not alcoholics like us right? <laughs> and and they want to go do, do do some pro wrestling um me I'm gonna be outside both fucking nights uh but yeah I mean they're gonna benefit every promotion's gonna benefit and and what is it what is it high tides raise all boats is that the saying that I, that's here yeah well yeah there you go there, there's a perfect right. example of it so th- as as new Japan's success grows I think that that is a trickle down to other promotions and helping them get their uh, building sold and help them make some money as well. Uh, sticking with that topic, there was an interesting interview with Rocky Romero at uh, SoCalUncensored.com. I'm just going to read a quote from here from Rocky. He says, uh, so that's why the plan, I think, has always been let's run 2,000 seat venues. That's probably going to be exactly where we fall and funny, that's exactly where we're falling now, right? So it's like 2,000 slash 3,000 seat venues. We could probably do a big show every year, Staples or MSG, whatever you know, and do well for like a super show type thing. The plan has always been to make a foothold in America, run it similar to the way it is in Japan where it's basically a touring product and a merchandise product. That's what we're building on. We think that we're a very good live experience for people to come and actually watch the shows. I think we're really good at that. It's like a tight show. It's two and a half hours or something it's not like four hours and the presentation is very professional so i think that's kind of like what it's all about us 
they said in the press they said in the press conference like 20 or 25 shows a year all through different areas all throughout the US basically we want to bring the product to you we want to build our fan base slowly from the bottom every step of the way and every once in a while we bring them a huge show so that everybody can come and see we can get an IWGP title match or something like MSG you know it was a great example of as big as we can go and I think you'll see that more so based on that quote from Rocky Romero Damon what do you expect to see from New Japan Pro Wrestling of America in 2020 <laughs> that's a load of questions Joel isn't it because <laughs> because uh we've we've uh We've heard a lot of a uh, lot of things. Let's put it that way. We've heard we've heard a lot of things from a lot of different people about how exciting uh, 2020 is going to be. Um, hmm. There's a there's a there's a lot to sink your teeth into in that quote from Rocky Romero. Uh, the fact that that remember that press conference and they stood up there with that map and they had the different regions of the United States. Uh, keep that keep that screenshot. Somewhere at your desk, kids, uh, because I would not be surprised if we see a lot uh, of that in 2020. Um, also, being in sports, being a sports media professional like I am, uh, I do talk to people who uh, rent buildings and who uh, would know those kind of things, right? Big buildings, right? Big buildings. Uh so, yeah, 2020 will be – look, I'll say this. Here's what I'll say, Joel. No matter where you are in the United States, remember our biggest complaint was, well, people aren't always going to fly out to fucking Long Beach, right? We always, you know, move, spread out the love. There's plenty of New Japan Pro Wrestling fans. We can't travel all over the fucking mm. country, Right. Well, I've got a question. Right? United Way says, what are your opinions on New Japan seeming, seemingly doubling down on California? Is there a location in the US you think is stronger than the greater LA area? And I think that's what we're going to see next year, right? I think so. Uh, again, East Coast, I've said it a thousand times, is that the East Coast is, is a hotbed, hot, hotbed for pro wrestling and New Japan pro wrestling specifically. And again... If you're looking at a New York market, uh, you can draw from Philadelphia. It's a sh- very short train ride or even a car ride, right? You draw from uh, points north down to Manhattan, right? Uh, Boston, Massachusetts, Connecticut, all that area. And, of course, the five boroughs. So you have a lot you can dip your toes into when it comes to that. Uh, again, they, uh, you know. Summertime, buildings are pretty empty. Aside from concerts, there are no sports, right? And again, talking about the sports background, you know, the, you know, the New York Rangers or the New York Knicks—they stink. <laughs> they, they're not making any playoffs, and it wouldn't go that deep into uh, you know summer months, right? Because seasons usually end. But um, and I hear. Listen, I, I, I spend a lot of time in the summer in, 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 uh, in New York City. I think that's a wonderful place. So there could be um, lots of, of, of uh, possibilities when it comes to uh, summertime in, in the East Coast. Uh, but no matter where – where my point was, no matter where you are in this great land of ours – I'm proud to be an American oh, – I hate that song so much. Anyway, um, 
I think uh, you won't have to travel that far. How about that, Joel? You won't have to travel that far. So if you live in Chicago, if you live in Detroit, if you live in Texas, if you live in California, if you live in uh, Charlotte, if you live in... And again, I'm just rattling off random cities in our great country of ours. I'm very much into our geography. Uh, You might, you know, not have to travel that far in 2020 to see a New Japan Pro Wrestling show, right? You might not. So uh, fingers crossed, everybody. Uh, lots of lots of dancing around there on this answer, but but <laughs> but I think very smooth. Yeah, really, really like a sandpaper, like sandpaper. But uh, you uh, stay tuned to these uh, channels uh, because uh, you know you never know. We ne- you never know when you might get a Christmas gift or a New Year's Day gift of uh, some news that might come your way. So, uh, again, it's the holiday season. We like to give, Joel. We like to give. So maybe we will uh, maybe we'll do some giving over the holidays. Topher Lamb says, would either of you like to see either Sin Cara or Luke Harper in New Japan following their release from WWE? Oh. Uh, da, 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 da. And Hit the Books pod says, with all of the upcoming potential contract releases, which wrestlers do you think will have a p- uh, perfect fit in New Japan of America and what's the ceiling of New Japan in the Western wrestling landscape? I mean, look, I think Harper's got a name, right? I think people recognize him. Is he a type of guy that people are going to pay money to go see? I, that I don't know. Um, I don't think I don't think that there's any interest in, in, in Sin Cara, like th- that version of Sin Cara. Um, I, I can't imagine there being much interest from a from a New Japan pro wrestling perspective. Um, Harper, what do you think, Joel? Is he worth uh, Is he worth that? I've, I've never seen anything in WWE that other people were seeing and saying that he's some sort of breakout star. Maybe he just wasn't given the opportunities in WWE. I understand that he's got a really impressive resume prior to joining that company, but I haven't seen much of it. So uh, I would reserve judgment, but I don't know. I'd be surprised to see him end up in New Japan. And I, I would, my assumption would be that he ends up in All Elite. Yeah, I, I would say for both. Um, and, that's, and that's cool. I, 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 I'm going to say pass. On, on both of those. And we don't have to sign every WWE guy. Um, let's let's pass on these two and, and see where we can go from there. Okay. And uh, Anders says, do you think with New Japan of USA and the London Dojo, we're going to see any changes to Young Lions system and their excursions? We haven't heard anything specifically about that. Um I would think it would, right? I mean, you have – here's the thing, though, with, when it comes to excursions. And, again, I talked about this last show or even the, sh- the show before, is that it's not always even about just you know learning how to lock on a wrist lock or you know how to hit the ropes. You know, We're talking about learning how to be – pros inside the ring outside the ring and to kind of open their eyes to the world um that has a lot to do with it and how to be and how to interact with with pro wrestlers from all over the world and and that kind of stuff so i would hope that it would be 
I, I wouldn't want it to be so regimented and so this is New Japan, this is New Japan, and everybody has that New Japan look and feel um, when it comes to the L.A. dojo and, and, and if possible, uh, you know, a London dojo or, or an Australian dojo, all under that same New Japan format and brand. It's the best in the world, I truly believe. But I would like to see a little bit of diversity just for the, the fact of, again, making these young men even better young men. Uh, I mean, you're not going to get great moments like fucking Kawato dancing with that, that oh, Joel, that woman. I'm in, uh, I, I'm, I, I, I'm in love with her. I'm just going to say it right now on this podcast. I need to find out who this person is because I need to, I need her. I need to be a pen pal or something. <laughs> I say, do what, Dave? What are you going to do I, this moment? I don't know. I'm just going to stare longingly. Stare at her. Oh, she's a, oh, just, oh my God. It's so, I don't know what it was about that, that, that little, uh, that little clip. It's so sexy. Oh my God. I'm just like, oh, incredible. Oh, I, I was so jealous of Quadro. And he looked like he was having a blast, right? Oh, he just, you see the smile on that kid's face? He was just like, I can't believe where I am right now. What a what a life! Good for him. Um, but that's what I would want. I would want that to, for people for for those people to experience life. Other than okay, here's nine hundred, you know, squats that you have to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I think I think that benefit is is greater than nine hundred squats. Are we talking specifically about the experience of dancing with a sexy lady? <laughs> That those that's where those squats just come so in clear. Handy. <laughs> that's where they come in handy. He's got some thrusting power. Uh, he's got a he's got a little. Oh Jesus! <laughs> he's, got, he's got a little. He's got a little. Uh, got a little thrust in him. Ah, uh, oh, he's probably living. Well, oh. here I am. We'll, we'll we'll have some advice for you on the next ad read, which will be on the sixteenth of December. So okay. we'll watch this space. <laughs> we'll, we'll have some tips for you. Uh, Skunk says, "Is the U.S. wrestling market too saturated now for New Japan to make a dent, or do you think that they have a chance to do well? Is a U.S. promotion partnership necessary?" And fuck ROH, Skunk adds. Uh, I don't think the U.S. promotion partnership is necessary. I think, uh, like Rocky said, they've carved out their little niche there. They're not going to do anything too daring or too risky. They're just aiming for those little 2,000, 3,000 seat venues with maybe one or two big shows in the year. And I think they'll do just fine. Yep. I agree with that 100%. And I think they'll slide right comfortably in into that into that role. Um, like Kawato in... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 if anybody could just tell me who she is, just give me a name so I can look at her online. And stalker, stalker via the internet. Oh, she's just, I don't know. She's just so, oh my God, so sexy. So fucking sexy. Oh. <laughs> All right, changing the subject here. Uh, sticking with uh, fuck on ROH. Uh, there is going to be no on rising next year no. looking at the you. calendar. So the slot where we'd usually have it, there's nothing there. Uh, there was an interview with Harold May. This was on uh, sescoops.com. I'm, I'm reading this from. And Harold said uh, he did not rule out the possibility of the two wrestling promotions working together. Uh, oh, no, sorry. He's talking about All Elite here. He says, um, right now, AEW is still in the exploratory phase. They're trying to establish themselves as a brand. What is that brand? They're about one year in. And we're starting to see what their brand is all about. Then we'll have to see if that brand fits our brand, of course. And he talks about the relationship with Ring of Honor. And he says, um, if the newly formed New Japan 
of America promotion will hurt their alliance with ROH. And Harold says, I actually think it complements a lot of the relationships that we have, especially with ROH, for example. As we do these shows and more fans fall in love with our product, as we do more joint matches with ROH, whether ROH comes to us or we go to them, the value of the total package increases. They would see that our wrestlers are very good and so are the ROH ones. Uh, when asked if ROH and New Japan will continue to share talent, May stated that they would. Oh yes, we're here for the long run with partners that we tie up with. Damon, can you smell something? Yeah, that's, called, that's called being a a uh, a corporate uh, a, a a fine corporate uh, representative of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I, I, let, let me juxtapose it with this. Uh, Meltzer said, this is a quote from Meltzer, I should note that in talking this week to Joe Koff, he said that right now, due to New Japan booking its own shows in the US, there is nothing in the books for any New Japan talent to be working for ROH. So we've got Harold on one side trying to be the, the you know, uh, put the, you know, the professional diplomatic stance and say, yeah, yeah, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. And then ROH go, no, no, they haven't called us. No, we got nothing. <laughs> Um, but we know this. I mean, again, I wouldn't read too much into that. I mean, Harold is not going to go out on a uh, wherever he did the original interview to sit there and he's not going to do a Tamatonga. No, right? He's not going to pick up the tag belts and chuck it against a wall. Uh, no. So yeah, I mean, I, I I would expect nothing less, and I think that. And here's the thing: I think that's a good thing. I think you you need somebody with a level head and a clear. Uh, Again, I'm not the biggest fan of the corporate speak, right, in, in any sense. Uh, but again, I think an intelligent human being could could look at that quote and see that, okay, he's got to say what he's got to say. He's not here to uh, rattle any uh, boats and make sure, you know, he's not here for that. He doesn't need that headache in his life. So he's going to say those things. And again, you could point to uh, World Tag League, right? You know, we've used some Ring of Honor talent, but again, we kind of, Again, I say it a lot. We can't always sit here and be like, no, they're not going to have honor rising. Not happening. Fuck it. We can't always say that, right? But rest assured that when we say stuff and we kind of – we need you guys to kind of help connect the dots for yourselves. Connect some dots for yourselves. Um and uh, yeah, we 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 knew Honor Rising was not going to be happening uh, for a while. Most mostly, you did a rover there. Oh, we knew that already. <laughs> we just couldn't tell you. I did. I did, I did kind of do, that. but we did tell you. We, we for Honor Rising, we did. I mean, I, I sat here and did, gave you a fucking ninety eight percent. I don't know. I don't know what else I could have done besides say it's not fucking happening. All right. So again, help us out here. All right, uh, there's a couple of stardom bits. It may or may not be relevant, but I thought I'm going to share them anyway. Milano Collection 80 will be an official stardom coach and conduct training at various times through the month. And another thing which I thought was interesting, considering how New Japan is run, uh, this is from the Observer Newsletter. We're told the higher-ups want to focus on Kimura Hoshiki, Utami Hayashishita, Iwatani, and Tam Nakano to market the company, and not so much on Momo Watanabe, uh, Jungle Kion, and Kagetsu. So uh, Bushiroad, they're just... I don't want to say hunks because I think all of those people that I just mentioned are hunks. But if you look at the New Japan Pro Wrestling model, they do tend to feature uh, conventionally attractive people more heavily. And it looks like stardom are going to be uh, focused, going in a similar way, which I think is a shame because 
I really like those uh, three wrestlers that were mentioned as uh, people that are not going to be focused on so much. But uh, you can see the parallels between the two companies, right? They, they flat out said we're focusing on these people and not these people? Uh, that is what Dave was told, yes. Uh, I mean, <laughs> why would they, why would they, can I ask just a question out of the blue? Why would they tell Dave, we're going to focus on these three people and not these three people? Like, why would a company tell me that? You have to ask Dave that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why would anybody tell anyone that? Like, you know, you know that makes – and because of the reasons that you gave, right? Like, how would you like to be those three people in stardom and be like, well, well go fuck your mother, right? <laughs> right? I would – I like, that's – I don't – I mean, I'm not saying that he didn't get that because uh, – but – I just got to question why any wrestling promotion would tell Dave that we're focusing on these three people because they're better looking. Is that what the gist I'm getting at, Joe? I took that as a subtext, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, that seems to be the implication. Wow. Okay. Uh, again, I'm just more along the lines of... <sighs> Uh, I, I'm kind of stunned by that one. <laughs> I really, as the kids say, I've, I've, I'm shook by that one. Uh, well, look, now we know why Yoshihashi is not a main event star in New Japan because you know he's not conventionally attractive. That's the only thing holding him back. <laughs> that and he trips over his own because of these and he's... absolute <laughs> pigs at Bushi Roads holding him back. <laughs> right? Uh, can I? Can I? Can Can we spill one bean on either of these two nights? Do we? Do we have a stardom match? Um, I don't okay I'm not going to no nothing confirmed yet oh. but uh, what I will say is it's only the main cards that have been revealed not the dark matches so okay there's okay. still room for that because we had a question Ruza1234 on Twitter says thoughts on what changes there will be to stardom and whether you think there will be a stardom dark match at the Tokyo Dome I still think there will be I'm, I'm 98% sure there will be but it just hasn't been announced yet okay yeah I mean Yes. The, the, you know, things like your, your Rumble and your never six-man gauntlet match, I think those will be dark match shows, pre-match. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. I don't want to... Pre-show. I don't, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for the incoming barrage of, you fucking assholes were wrong! And I'm like, huh? <laughs> uh, all right. So nothing announced as of yet, but uh, they haven't done the dark matches. Okay. And that's, and that's what we were kind of, kind of led to believe that it would be... Would, would be dark. All right, uh, let's move on. And uh, Ref Pro Uprising December 15th, Shota Umino versus Hikoleo, and Evelyn Sonata versus Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki. Ooh. So, two tasty looking matches for the New Japan fan that might be worth checking out if you want to see Umino continue his excursion with his uh, sexy white and pink trousers with the shooter targeting reticule on the knee. Good stuff going on from Shooter and Hikoleo, who's enjoying himself over there. Got into a debate with him about whether uh, Nando's was better than Wagamama. Yeah, I saw that. What was the final verdict on that one? I, I, would, I went... Uh, it was non- razor thin. Yeah, I went Nando's. It was like Brexit, Damon. Really? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, I, I did vote. Who did you vote for? Sorry. I did Nando's. I did Nando's. Um, yeah, that's in the right side of history. Wagamama is garbage. It's just overpriced. So bland. I, I, ha- I remember I had one of their noodle soups once and it just tasted like hot water. 
Yeah, I, I would say bland is is a accurate description. Accurate description. All right. Uh, all right. What else we got here? Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Kota Ibushi versus Ren Narita match from the. Oh, yeah. uh, I've forgotten what what the show is. Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Yeah. I want to say. LA, right? And uh, Cola Blue saying uh, how any word on how Ren Narita is doing on his excursion looks like he was still wearing the black trunks in his first match. So yeah, he's still in the trunks. Uh, what did you think of this Ibushi Narita match? Because it was short, but I liked it because it showed uh, Ibushi embracing his uh, dickhead style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not very eloquent, then. Yeah, I, I, I believe Carl Gotch came up with the dickhead style, along with his, uh, his... king of dickhead style. Um, I liked it. It was a short match, but I tell you what, you were right. You you sent a description over. You were like, make sure you watch this match. And I was like, All right, well, I'll watch it. Uh, the slaps. There was one shot that I swear to God, it took me out of my seat. Uh, like I, I, I thought Abushi's. Speaking of root canal, I thought Abushi was going to need one after one of these fucking whacks right across the mush. Uh, t- it lifted him. It lifted him off his feet. It felt like, uh, and it rattled throughout the uh, the venue. So yes, uh, that was exciting. I thought it was good. Um, what do what do you kind of? Are you kind of leading me in a direction of you want to see an Abushi be a dickhead heel? Don't know about full heel time. I'm going to keep my powder dry for that because it is something we'll discuss later. But it's a really good match if anyone wants to check it out with uh, Ibushi just being a bit of a knob. So uh, fun, fun match there. But you can see um, that. I'm sorry, to... I'm sorry. One more, just one more point. I'm sorry. I know I do this a lot. There, are, When you have ultimate baby faces, when you take them out of that element a little bit and they get that dickhead element, it is always so great. Right, Ta- remember Tanahashi in DDT, and how he would shit on DDT when he was there, be like, "This is fucking a Mickey Mouse promotion," and he's the you know, I'm fucking Tanahashi, and I'm sitting here with these fucking numb nuts. Uh, Liger when he gets fucking, you know, grumpy, and Tiger Mask when he gets grumpy. Uh, and again, if you could throw Abushi in that mix to get that again ultimate babyface, but just showing a little different side to that personality, it is almost always great. So yeah, I mean I'm 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 all in for you know not, not all the time not a fucking heel turn we're not turning him into Jay White but little elements of being a di- and we saw kind of saw this in uh, World Tag League a little bit um, just being a dick I, I, you know just a little bit a little bit of an edge a little bit of sandpaper I think that makes makes quality entertainment. Moving on to the World Tag League, uh, N Robot on Twitter says, "Could you do a brief recap of recommended World Tag League matches so far? I've not been able to keep track, and it's built up and got out of control now. Uh, no, I can't do that. What I will say is, you should go on VoicesOfWrestling.com and read the reviews from Harley Duncan, who for the second year in a row did all of the reviews for the entire World Tag League because he's a maniac. But his tastes align usually pretty closely to mine. So you look at Harley's recommendations, and if he's gone more than three and a half stars in a match, it gets a thumbs up from me. There was one that I particularly." Enjoyed. I think it was night 15 where uh, I can't even remember who they're wrestling, but there was a real love in between uh, Zach and Tai Chi. Uh, tai Chi singing and Zach saying, like, oh, what, what an amazing voice. And then when Tai Chi's flexing his pecs, Zach's face, his jaw dropped, his eyes went all wide. And yeah, that might have been my favorite moment up until the finals. Oh, and Kenta's promos as well. Have you watched any of these? Yeah, his backstage stuff has been pretty, pretty great. Um, as I sit here right now, I... I Everything was solid, but nothing was great. Uh-uh. 
nothing's going to like like you're not going to sit back six months from now and be like, oh my god, remember that night fourteen from World Hat? No, that's that's, that's not going to happen. Um, God bless if you're one of those people that powered through all of it. Um, but I would say the majority of the people that I talk to and the majority of the things that I've seen online, people have hopped in and out of World Tag League until the finals. And I thought the final show was very good. Um, but yeah, it's just, look, I know we started off hot. First night was pretty good, right? We like that. <laughs> we like the first night. And then you kind of get into that, that again, week 12 or 13 and you're just like oh i just got i just want this to get over with get to the finals because week 12 and 13 fucking hell how long is this tour <laughs> you know what i mean you have nights whatever uh, it felt like it, it felt like weeks you know it felt like it started in fucking march but it is what it is what are you gonna do you get through it and uh, yeah my recommendation this is not a g1 thing where you know you want to tune in for every match this is kind of use other people's guinea pigs a little bit and see what they uh see what other people are saying and you can hop in and out and I think it was that's what the majority of the people did. I was just on Instagram and Great Ocon has uploaded a video of him stroking a cat oh. and the caption is he feels absolutely good. Ah. Oh. There you go. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Uh okay, so let's get into the show itself, the World Tag League Finals. This was Sunday, December the 8th in Hiroshima Green Arena. And the first match was Yuji Nagata and Manabu Nakanishi defeating Hiroshi Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima. Uh, Nagata getting the win over Tenzan with the Nagata Lock 2. And notable here, some sh amazing shout-outs from Kevin Kelly. Uh, Damon, let's just make the circle jerk complete. That's the best English-speaking announce team for my money. Kevin, Gino, Chris. Name me a better English-speaking announce team. Yeah, they, they, they are great. And, and trust me, we uh, every time... He gives a little shout out to us specifically. You got a lot of love for all the hard work that you did on your World Tag League uh, uh, rankings. <laughs> and for eating the chili. And for eating the chili. <laughs> You're insane. Seriously, though, it, it's, it's a really cool moment. I don't want to sort of wallow in it too much, but having my name mentioned on uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Broadcast is, is really cool. And I'll never get tired of that. Right. And, and that'll be there forever. It'll be there forever. I mean, there's... I mean, one of the coolest things, I mean, I, if somebody were to say, like, rank me uh, cool moments for the show and things that have happened, I mean, it's it's Don Callis ripping me, you know, call him, you know, making me sound like a jerk off uh, during Goto Suzuki at the Tokyo Dome, right? They spent more time talking about me than they did talking about Goto, right? Which I still will never forget sitting in Tokyo Dome having my phone blow up. You know, as they as they're discussing me being a jerk off, um, but we do appreciate it. And and again, I know Kevin, you know, he appreciates the work that you know an Andrew Rich does, um, and that we do. And uh, Chris, Chris Amso, yeah, mm. who who does an outstanding job as well. And again, I I like, I I think the the best part about that Joel is the fact that pro wrestling is pretty great at not recognizing fans right um and you know when when things go great you don't really hear about it and when things go bad it's oh there are a bunch of marks and smart marks and can you just sit back and watch the show and all that nonsense uh and kevin kind of understands that that's probably not the best way to go and that 
he has valuable resources out there that he can tap into to help make these broadcasts better. And vice versa, right? Uh, every time we get a shout out, you know, I'm sure our Twitter followers go up, our downloads go up, all that stuff. Um, and it just adds a nice air of authenticity to the nonsense that we do. You know, 45% dick jokes, you know, 50% <laughs> pro wrestling and 5% cats. So um, it is nice to hear. And I, yes, I do agree. And here's the other thing I like about what they do. And and they they kind of talk about, you know, like Nakanishi being low in points and Hanare being low, you know, being the f- pin eater. And they, they don't shy away from that. They present it in a way to not bury the poor guys, right? But they do acknowledge the fact that, hey, he's got to really turn it around and he's looking for a better 2020 and he may not have had a, you know, like they don't shy away from that. And they they're, they don't insult your intelligence is, is what I like the most. Um, and they use stats and they geek out a little bit. So, yeah, it's my cup of tea. I think they do a great job. He'll win. He'll win announcer of the year. If he doesn't, it's a fucking, it's a crying shame. Um, but yeah, that three man booth. And again, you can even throw Rocky in there as well. Uh, they, they make, I think the biggest compliment people can give them longtime new Japan fans is, you know, they were always, oh, I'll never listen to English commentary. I'm all J- Japanese. I think the majority of people will not only listen to the English commentary, but they, they, they know that it helps complement the great, um, pro wrestling that they're seeing and that's the best compliment i can give them all right i've got two questions for you damon out of these four guys so tenzan kojima nagata nakanishi do you think all of them are still in world tag league next year and also who do you think was the worst guy in the world tag league i mean i would hope here's the thing i think kojima could still go i think nagata could still go if they decided to form a tag team, I'd, I'd I wouldn't have a problem with that. It's the other two that just you know, it's 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 a struggle, right? Poor Tenzon with his fucking ankle, he can barely walk. Nakanishi's Nakanishi, right? He is what he is. What do you? Gonna, I mean, he's every once in a while he'll do a dive over the top, and you, you know you'll shit your pants. You can't believe he's still doing that. I, I would I would be so thrilled if they split those two and <laughs> and they put the the guys who could still go in one corner and then just kind of let the other two sit out. It's I think it's time. I'm I'm I would be okay with that. Uh, the worst one, I mean, it's between Tenzan and, and Nakanishi and flip a coin depending upon the day. But what about Honma? I can't watch him anymore, man. I. I I, it, it's not. I can't watch him because I just I feel so horrible for him because I, I he's not what he was and he's and he and I think he knows it and I think that they put him out there for him to go and try his best and I, I feel bad. He's he shouldn't be in the ring and I and and I and and I would think someone would recognize that. And I'm sure it's more him saying, I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to be there. And I think it's a, a miracle and modern science and whatever higher being you believe in, if any, that he's even in a ring, right? I think I think we can all agree on that, 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 that thank whoever you want to thank, that he is 
is able enough to at least be in the ring. But he shouldn't be in a ring. He shouldn't be in a ring. And and it and it's almost uncomfortable at this point watching him in the ring. It's almost uncomfortable for me anyway, watching him in the ring. Speaking of people who shouldn't be in the ring, the second match we had Cotton Cabana and Toriano defeating Bad Luck Farley and Chase Owens. We had Cabana getting the pin over Chase Owens in 9 minutes 56 with the Superman pin. Uh, lots of ha-has in this match, Damon. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's that's what they bring to the table. But here's the thing. If you are a fan of that, and there are, there are plenty, and, and as a nice palate cleanser, I can I can enjoy it, right? I can I you know I know I'm getting the sorbet, right? They're good at what they do, right? Do you think that you think that they're good at what they do, Joel? So I'm I'm being invaded by a cat here. <laughs> um, yes, I think I think they are. They you know they have their moments. They are the quote unquote night off team. They add a bit of levity in what can be quite serious, grueling competition. So I'm fine with it. It's Yano Cabana, nothing they did made me laugh or even smile. I didn't think it was funny, but I'm sure there are people out there who thought it was. So I can't really argue with its inclusion. Yeah. um, I mean, I chuckled. I chuckled at the one spot, you know, where you know, the test of strength and Yano comes in and does the groin shot and, you know, back in again and Chase is waiting for him. I poke, Folly falls on him. I mean, there is a lot of fucking mousetrap that, that happened here. You know, a lot of moving parts to get to the, to get to the punchline. Look, it, again, it is sorbet. That's the best way I can describe it. And there are times where I'm in the mood for it. And there's other times where I'm just like, fast forward. Um, I, I, for, for whatever reason, I was, I wouldn't say I was in the mood for this match, but it wasn't, I, like, I was willing to accept the sorbet as, as best as I can describe it. Uh, the third match was Mikey Nichols and Jeff Cobb defeating Shingo Takagi and Terrible with Mikey Nichols getting the pin on Terrible, 9 minutes 31, with the Mikey bomb. And Andrew T. Rich marked me up here. I didn't realize this. Mike, Mikey Nichols is doing a Mad Max gimmick. The nickname, the skulls, shouting, witness me, is all from Mad Max, and he's Australian. So I, I thought this was a pretty decent match. And Cobb and Mikey Nichols have done pretty well in this tournament, I thought. I think we've seen that Mikey Nichols is at his best as a tag team wrestler, so hopefully Shane Hastings is released from purgatory at some point. And I think uh, the pair of them together, if they can reform TMDK, would be really good for the heavyweight tag division. Um, but what, what would you do with both of these guys, with Cobb and Mikey Nichols in 2020? Well, it felt like there was going to be some, you know, it looked like at the post-match, Shingo was, you know, pointing his finger at, at Cobb. And I mean, that's not a bad, that's not a bad way to go, if, if all things considered. Uh are you bringing back El Terrible? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't. No, I, I think he was just there to make up the numbers, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I, to me, he was bottom of the bottom of the barrel, bottom of the barrel when it came to enjoyment. I look, Shingo was there, but you went through this entire tour. Was anybody, was anybody doing cartwheels over, was anybody talking about anything Shingo related in this world tag league? It felt like 
just a few moments, you know, when he was facing off with you guys like Ishii and Jeff Cobb and the like. Yeah, okay. But, you know, I just, I don't know. We'll find another partner for him next year. How about that? <laughs> we'll find another partner for Shingo next year. Next match, then, we have fourth match. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Toa Hanare defeating Hiroki Goto and Carl Fredericks. Hanare getting a pin here, pinning Carl Fredericks after 10 minutes, 15 seconds with the Toa bottom. Very hunky match, Damon. Good looking boys in this one. Uh, I'm personally waiting for the Carl Fredericks and Yuya Uemura team because they seem to love each other. If you follow them on Twitter, they're always getting up to hijinks and stealing each other's phones and stuff. And I thought it was notable actually in this tournament that I know I mentioned it before, but Carl Fredericks finished with six points. And there are similarities with the way that Katsuya Kitamura was pushed because neither of them are young, you know, as far as young lines go. But Carl is even getting treatment that Kitamura never got. So picking up six points in this tag league. And I know, I think one of them was from a DQ. It still counts, doesn't it? I mean, it's still quite notable because usually the young line teams come in with zero. And I thought it was good here that Hanare got a pin and he avoided the bottom spot on my power rankings. And I think Hanare's been one of the better performers on this tour. So again, another question, what would you do with a guy like Hanare? So uh, a lot of questions and talking points coming out of this one for me. Yeah, I know. is one of those guys. And I even mentioned it on commentary where, you know, what do you do with him? You know what? What do you do with him? He's being lapped. I mean, anybody that's been in that class is head and shoulders above where, and especially now with David Finley, right? Um, it's it feels like he's getting left in the dust, um, which is a shame because I think he can go. He's really good. Yeah, and I think there's gonna there, there will come a time where they will maybe I think need to put a guy like Hanare, let's say, in a G one. And I don't know if they're... I don't know. How how easy would it be to heat a guy like Hanare up? Is the fact that he is... I don't want to say jobber, but he's not ranked that highly in terms of the results he gets in New Japan. How easy and quick would it be to turn that around? If they think, shit, we need to heat him up. We we need to make this guy into you know mid-card or whatever. Do you think that's easily done? I, I feel like he would have to go away. I feel like he would have to come back with something new and fresh. Um, you know, I, I hate to, you know, I don't want injury on any human being, but you look at what they did with David Finley when they re- when he returned from his shoulder injury and compare that to what Hanare, I mean, they were different states of their career, mind you. Hanare was still young lion-ish um, during his, you know, his injury. And uh, was it his Achilles or so? But I would feel like you'd have to pause him, send him somewhere just to kind of get a new coat of paint. Um, because it, it, because yeah, I think it would be a little bit difficult just to not have him go away and then just all of a sudden be this, this mid card guy that he hasn't shown any. Yeah, it it just hasn't happened. It's going to be a really tough educational process for fans to kind of get behind that. Um, that that little gap in David Findlay's career when he went away for that shoulder injury, I hate to say it, but you know it might have been the best thing for him, right? Just to get him out, just to get the get the 
the rust off of them. Get that get that stank off of them. It's gonna be tough, Joel. Um, and and again, you can see he's got people breathing down his back when it comes to young lions, and you know everybody in his class is is has has rocketed past him at this point. So yeah, I, I say send them away, get him a new coat of paint, get him something completely different. See what we can do with the guy because he's good. And and, I, and 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 if anybody's, I hate to say being wasted in New Japan, but he's. It seems like he's spinning his wheels right now. After the match, we got a vignette from Chris Jericho. What do you prefer, Damon? Do you like New Japan Juggalo Jericho, Painmaker Jericho, or do you like AW uh, Le Champion, Bit ah, of the Bubbly yeah. Jericho? I like the Bit of the Bubbly. I got to be honest with you. I do like the Bit of the Bubbly guy. Uh, the cocky jerk off. Uh, I've been there, done that. You can't sniff my jock kind of guy. Um, he is legitimately funny. I, I you know, I, I can, I'm not the biggest fan of the wrestling itself, but the promos that he cuts are genuinely funny. I do like them a lot. He's star of the show. To me, he's, and, and noticeably. I mean, it helps being a guy who's, you know, been in a major promotion for years to help. But yeah, he, he to me, he is head and shoulders above just about everybody else in that promotion. Um yeah, the juggalo clown, evil guy, eh, I don't know, you know the uh, clockwork orange type uh, motif. Ah, uh, it's all right. You know, it's you know a forty-something-year-old guy pulling that off is a little bit like, oh, okay, <laughs> but okay, uh, whatever. I I think Chris Jericho is very good. I don't I don't like people complaining about Chris Jericho. I don't. I think they're missing the mark. Um, I think he's really good. I think everything he touches seems to I don't wouldn't say turn to gold, but I think it's uh I think it's a positive having him. Let's put it that way. Fifth match was Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki defeating Kenta and Yujiro Takahashi. Archer pinning Yujiro after eleven minutes twenty four seconds with an EBD claw. And I thought this was a really, really good match, Damon. Everything's really started picking up here. We had Yujiro doing a tope and he busted his elbow open. Some of the Suzuki and Kenta exchanges were great. I'm uh, told that uh, they had a match together in, I think it was 2005 and no, when Kenta was still a junior. We had Lance Archer terrorizing kids. That's, he, he's picked that back up again. Really good match. Um, so what, what did you think of it? Yeah, I liked it. liked it a lot. It was, uh, I always like the heel-heel dynamics, right? Uh, those, those are always good. I think Lance, I think he's coming into his own. I really do. I really, I, I think he's, if, he'll be in the mix. And I, and again, I, you don't need to spill the beans on, uh, you know, what, what, do, what do we have him as? Do we have him as most improved, or do we uh, not on? He is on the ballot. Yes, yeah. he's he's he's, he's got to be getting a lot of votes. I would think. I think he's just you know you know comparing him here and you know him and Noah or him early New Japan stuff with uh, KES. I just think it's a night and day kind of thing. I just. I'm 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 so happy for the guy. Uh, match was good. I liked it a lot. A uh, little bit of everything: brawling, wrestling. You you know, busted open elbows, as you said. Um, I like the idea of Kenta and Suzuki maybe in the future. I liked it. Liked it a lot. After the end of this match, we had uh, John Moxley showing up in person to brawl with Lance Archer. 
and challenge Lance to a Texas death match, which I looked up. Wikipedia says this is a match where you pin the guy and then there's a 10 count after that. And if they can if they can't answer the bell after the 10 count, then that's the end of the match. I don't know about that, David. That sounds a bit rubbish. I hope they don't do that. I hope it's just like a sort of standard no DQ match because I really dislike last man standing matches. Yeah, it has that feel. I mean, I here's the thing, though. Um, the Texas death matches kind of... I've seen Texas death matches where, okay, you can't answer the bell. I've seen Texas death matches where it's basically just been a no DQ. Um, so it really depends on what mood they're in and how they're going to de- deliver it. Um you know you're going to see plenty of furniture. You know you're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, chairs, tables, other uh, <laughs> other tools of the trade in this match. Uh, I think it's good though. I was here's the thing. I was kind of surprised they flew him out <laughs> like that. He was there, you know, for just to have a, a nice little walking bra uh, in in the crowd and. You know, they they flew him out. <laughs> I thought that was I, I was waiting for just a video package, just to be the video package when they were talking to me. You know, because that's Moxley's video, and I did not expect to see him standing there at the booth. So good uh, good for New Japan. I like I like the idea that they're investing investing in their product. Uh, I think that I think the Texas Death Match is good. I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I would prefer a pinfall win, but yeah. Now let me ask you this: Moxley winning? Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that because, one, it's absolutely great to see Lance Archer getting a big match at Wrestle Kingdom, totally deserves it. But, Mox, surely he can't win that US title because of his contract situation. If you can't wrestle in the States, then you can't be the US champion. So, I think that kind of rules him out for that. But uh, he did attack Suzuki too after that. So, I wonder if that is going to lead to anything. And I saw something on Reddit that says uh, John Moxley reportedly staying in New Japan for the rest of his career. So, uh, he uh, Moxley said he'll be working with New Japan as long as he keeps wrestling. So it looks like they're in it for the, the long haul, Damon. All right. Hope so. I mean, I think he's an asset. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it does make me question, though, was was uh, Lance Archer just a placeholder? You know, let's change the title with Moxley not being able to show for that show. Um, okay. Interesting there. All right. But uh, I'll say... I'll say uh, I'm going to cross my fingers and, and agree with you, Joel, and say that Lance Archer retains that title. Uh, without spilling any beans, at this point, as of writing, it seemed like there was nothing for Minoru Suzuki at Wrestle Kingdom. And I was just thinking, is that a mistake considering his advancing age? And we've got a few questions about Suzuki. Daryl says, uh, what are the odds on Suzuki staying past Dash? I think there's still money programs left in him. Moxley, Shingo, Juice. Is it a case of New Japan having an embarrassment of riches talent-wise that they can't find a bigger role for the most believable heel in the business? Unless, again, I think a lot of this has to do with what his mindset is, you know, what he wants to do, you know, how he wants to uh, live out 2000. 20 and 21 is you're not going to spill any beans on the show but does he have any prominent matches on in Wrestle Kingdom no really wow uh, like he's not on the show he is but nothing prominent 
Oh. Wow. Because I know they were teasing stuff with him and Shingo, but then they sort of seemed to quietly stop doing that. And I wondered if maybe they were saving it for maybe Dash or New Beginning. But as of recording, there's nothing significant for Suzuki at Wrestle Kingdom. Wow. Okay. Well, that's interesting. That does, I mean, I'm sure that does add a little fuel to to that Suzuki walking away fire. Um, They have, yeah, there is an embarrassment of riches in New Japan in, in which way they can go. Wow, that's kind of interesting. And there's two shows here at the Tokyo Dome. You would think one of the one of those two nights you'd he's not in he's not you said not a prominent match. Is he in a singles match? I don't want to spill any beans. Holy there, shit. Wow. All right. All right, let's get the fuck through this World Tag League. I want to do the show. <laughs> All, right. All right, sixth match was Kota Ibushi, Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask, defeating Kazuchika Okada, Show and Yo. Kota Ibushi pinning Show after 12 minutes, 35 seconds after absolutely murdering poor Show with a Kamigoye. It did feel like Liger was the biggest star in this match. Okada's acting heelish, you know, breaking up the Romero special. He's smushing the belt in Ibushi's face. Uh, it did actually make me want to see Okada versus Liger as a, a singles me match. Too. But it just, it felt during the match, during the match, that there was zero heat for the Ibushi-Okada exchanges. You know, just like polite applause. And I did worry that that's been fossilized as the, the cool match that proceed, that leads up to Okada versus Naito, unfortunately. And I felt Ibushi was pretty cold until he went absolutely berserk at the end. So first... He killed Show. It's like amazing selling from Show. We've got to give him his flowers there. And then he shocked even me by after Okada pie-faced him with a belt, he just absolutely twatted him in the head with that briefcase. It was like Michael Douglas in Falling Down. Uh, so I, I was into that. I thought it was great. And a lot of people were wondering, does he need a full heel turn to reinvigorate him? Maybe the, the Dark Star having more upside than the Golden Star. You know, maybe that he loses both matches at the Dome and snaps. But um, I, I do have a Twitter thread from our friend uh, Nicole, who's Leprechaun, who does amazing work for us. So I, I will read that in a moment, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on everything I just said. Okay. One, let's start with Liger. Yes, he felt like, well, he got his own little entrance, right? He got his own you know, uh, theme played. You know, He's in his hometown. Uh, he, he, he did... And, and and rightfully so. He was a focal point of this match. Um, and he got to say some words at the end, which was nice. Uh, I'm into Ibushi Okada. I, 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 here's the thing. I try not to, and it's hard to do, but I try not to let a Japanese crowd and the, the reactions to things like this influence how into everyone is into a, a storyline, right? Just because they kind of, it's just because we feel like they sit on their hands at certain points does not mean that they're not fucking into it. Um, I've been in buildings where it was, it felt like it was noisy as fuck and people are stomping their feet. And I go home and I watch that same match from a Corkin or, or wherever I was. And I'm like, wow, it doesn't really translate over. Um, so, again, I try not to use that as a barometer of, oh, this is a home run angle. This is a shit angle. I kind of 
try to use myself as that and, you know, asking questions of others, I guess, really. Um, yeah, Abushi, fucking just, I mean, there's that pro wrestling chair shot, you know, where it's like two hands on the chair, full arm extension, and we're going to kind of hit the guy on the head, but use our arms as shock absorber. Nope. This was as if somebody were standing behind you and you just just swung your arm around with something heavy and whacked somebody in the fucking head with it. That was ridiculous. And I got to be honest with you, the first thing I thought of was, 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 holy shit, if that went astray and, you know, clipped him in the wrong way, oh, that could have been a nightmare scenario. Luckily, that didn't happen. Um, and then the post-match, him, you know, not, you know, he, he was having none of it. And he, I don't even, uh, to me, it didn't even feel like him being a heel, Joel. It felt like him being, all right, enough's enough with this fucking asshole. You want to you want you want to see this side of me? Okay, great. We're gonna. F- yeah, uh, again, I want to read this tweet from Nicole because she said exactly that. Okay. Uh, side note: His today's braining of a card is why you watch the undercard matches on Road Two shows. They've been building to something like this steadily since the San Jose show, with a slow escalation of the mindfuckery by Ibushi and haughtiness of Okada. I, I look. I, that that's what I got. I this was not a Bushi heel turn in any sense of the imagination. It was Abushi saying, "You're you're acting all fucking high and mighty, and maybe taking me a little bit lightly. Fuck you. Here's here, here's my response to that. Um, you better bring your fucking fight. And and that's that's the feeling I got. Not Abushi turning heel in any way, shape, or form. No, I I, I, I found it more of." I got I got a little sandpaper and a little grit to my game and 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 here's a little taste of that. Yeah, I'm going to read this thread because I think it is really good because Nicole is our resident Ibushi expert. Uh, she says New Japan has a noticeable lack of true baby faces at the top of the card. Jay White's a pure heel with Naito and Okada as tweeners. Tanahashi's the only face, but on the slow march to mid-card status, Ibushi spent the entire summer becoming the pure baby face. Murder Ibu works best when it comes out for special occasions, like Finn Balor's demon persona. We've seen Murder Ibu light on occasions, but not the full devious gremlin. Up to this point, the only opponents who brought out the full Murder Ibu has been Nakamura and Omega. On the flip side, Okada works best when he's the prick champ holding his opponents in contempt. Okada was intent to ignore Ibushi's presence from the moment he saved Will at the anniversary show, until Ibushi started playing mind games. Okada was set on not taking him seriously. Ibushi wants Okada to take him seriously because he knows Okada's been fucking about. How does one achieve this? By being a fucking murderous gremlin. This is the same sassy Ibu that suplexed Nakamura mid-promo and then did the most adorable yow ever to set up Wrestle Kingdom 9. The appeal of Ibushi is the fact that he's a pure babyface that can flip the switch when he's got that special opponent. That's why Omega Ibushi 2 and Wrestle Kingdom 9 are so special because it's not his default mode. Those moments become ho-hum if that's his default mode. Ibushi is a true once-in-a-generation talent that 99% of the time can just rely on his natural ability to get the win. But even the great Tanahashi said you have to be cruel on occasions to get the job done. This is one of those times. Great job. Great job, right? She should do a podcast. (laughs) At the very least, follow her on Twitter. That's at Booze Leprechaun, but that's B-O-0-Z-E Leprechaun. And definitely great stuff constantly coming out from her Twitter. Yeah, I mean that's well thought. I mean I agree with with just about everything that's said there. Um, 
right. I don't, no need for me to beat a dead horse, but uh, and then eat it with Michael Elgin. It's <laughs> I've uh, uh, I agree. I agree with that. Yes. Then after this match, uh, we had Liger giving his goodbye speech, and we had a video challenge from the artist formerly known as Dragon Lee, now known as Ryu Lee. So Ryu, of course, is a Japanese word for dragon. Uh, Voices of Wrestling say that he has signed a one-year deal with New Japan. Uh, Liger mentioned that he wants his final match to be against someone who returned from a neck injury. So I assume he's talking about Honma. No? no? There we go. <laughs> just waiting for the laugh. Just just, just got to pop, Damon. Uh, so he said, why don't you both try? So I, again, I don't want to spill any beans, but just what are your thoughts on one, the name change, and two, the uh, possibility of Ryu Lee having signed full-time with New Japan for a year? Uh, well, again, we've said it a thousand times, right? How many times have we said it? A thousand times, as I just said. Uh, sign him, lock him down, get him. Uh, we talked about New Japan officials going over to CMLL. We talk, we, all of it, right? Um, and again, signing a one-year deal, I wouldn't be too concerned with that. Again, would be great to have him locked down for two years, wouldn't it? But um, if you're a pro wrestler, um, I would think it would be more advantageous for your career to see where you are in a year and keep betting on yourself to help raise that game, renew contracts, get better deals, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and especially in this uh, pro wrestling world that we live in, right? I mean, just look at where we were a year ago doing this show, talking about, oh, well, was Kenny leaving? Is what Cody and what's this? And Buck and, uh, and, and everything that's changed just in that dynamic, TV deals, everything. So again, I think it's a very smart move for both. For both. Um, so Liger's talking about, again, he's obviously mentioning Hiromo. Uh, and we had talked about that being a match or talked about that being a, a uh, an idea for that final match. And we knew that Tanahashi was had things to do with Jericho on that specific night. So I saw a tweet. Was it? Meltzer, who put it out, Meltzer kind of confirmed a um, earlier, and I'll bring up the tweet as I tend to do. But he kind of confirmed that it was going to be a three-way. That it was. Uh... Well, no, he was just watching live, like the rest of us. I think he jumped the gun there because oh, okay. again, the information we had at that point was, I, I. I it wasn't clear, basically. When I finished watching this, I was confused as to what it meant because Dragon Lee, uh, sorry, Ryu Lee is saying he wants to be one of Liger's final opponents. Not his final opponent, but one of his final opponents. And then Liger referenced Hiromu and said, why don't you both try? So that's that's where we left it. It was uncertain. Okay, well, he tweeted out, Dragon Lee has, this is the exact tweet. Dragon Lee has changed his name to, is it, how do you pronounce that? Ryo Lee? Ryu, I think it's Ryu. Ryu Lee, okay. I'll fucking butcher it for sure. Uh, will face Liger and Hiromu Takahashi at the Tokyo Dome. That's that's the tweet. Dragon Lee has changed his name to Ryu Lee. Will face Liger and Hiromu Takahashi at the Tokyo Dome. Now, again, this was a day ago, mind you, but that's the tweet. 
So that's not the match. Do you want me to tell you? Do you want me to tell you the Liger match now? No, 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 no. Or do you want to wait? But, uh, but it's not a three-way. It's not a three-way. Do you want me to tell you now or not? No, just tell me if it's a three-way. <laughs> okay, or not. no, I'm then no comment. Oh fuck it. All right, very good. All right, we'll get we'll get to it. All right, but that's what he tweeted. So I'm assuming that. But now, okay, so now there's speculation that it's not. Okay, so okay, all right. So we'll, we'll okay. okay, all right. All right. Seventh match, <laughs> World Tag League. Uh, it was Yoshihashi Tomohiro Ishii defeating Gorillas of Destiny, with Yoshihashi pinning Tangaloa in 16 minutes 43 with a small package to play spoiler for them. Uh, it was not the greatest match, Damon, but I was cheering for Yoshihashi because I knew that if Gorillas of Destiny won, there was a chance it would end up with a three-way tie. So I did not want a three-way tie. So uh, to that end, I found the closing stretch of this match very exciting. And there were little rewards for people like myself who followed most of the tag league. Uh, for example, the Operation Jado Killer, the crossface submission uh, that has been used from uh, Tangaloa, he has just been killing people with that throughout the tour, picking up a ton of wins with that. So when he locked that onto Yoshihashi, that for me was an exciting near fall because I thought Yoshihashi was going to tap because Tangela had beaten so many people with it. So I bought that as a near fall. Uh, this might have been my favorite Yoshihashi moment just because he, he was the big hero to me because he uh, tried to help ensure that we would get a straight two versus two tag match at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, just another little thing. I, I really like how Gino goes all quiet and sulky when Bullet Club lose. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, I think everybody was rooting for uh, Ishii and Yoshihashi. The last thing we wanted to see was a three-way schmaz. Um, and again, I don't think we're getting a three-way schmaz. But it does, it all, and what it also does is it helps pick up uh, some future programs for GOD. Now, I don't know if that tips hands or anything as to GOD winning or uh, their match, their defense at the Tokyo Dome or not. But it seems like we've we've got a few programs. <laughs> One, a Yano Kokabana pro, uh, match at least, right, if there is a successful title defense. And now uh, an Ishii Yoshihashi. So uh, it does make things a little bit more interesting. And even, you know, doesn't necessarily mean that Finn Juice is out of the mix as well. So uh, at least we got a little bit of spice and a little bit of flavor and something new for the tag division. Um, so, yeah, I think everybody was rooting for a G.O.D. loss just just for those reasons. Uh, and it delivered. Yeah, Near Falls had me a little bit, right? It had me a little bit and had me rooting for Yoshihashi as well. So uh, I think it all paid off at the end. And that brought us on to the final, the eighth match, which was Juice Robinson and David Finley defeating Evil and Sonata. David Finley getting the pin over Evil in 24 minutes, one second with the acid drop. It's Juice Robinson and David Finley win the World Tag League. So this was two dojo boys making it good. I uh, really love the opening Finley and Sonata exchange. I felt the match lost a bit of steam when LIJ were in control because I don't think that place to particularly Sonata's strengths. But they got me right back with final 10 minutes just absolutely sizzling. All the big moves that have been used to win the previous league matches were being used as really thrilling near falls. And Damon, I thought David Finley was a star of this match by a country mile. He was busting out new moves. He used Evil's finisher against him. He was impeccable with his pace, his timing, his execution. He was there every step of the way for those fast exchanges at the end. And he's undoubtedly a quality wrestler in terms of his athleticism and his technique. We just needed him to show some fire, 
put it together, and he did that in spades in this match. And he needed to get that big pinfall here, and he got it. And he just blew me away in this match, Damon. It was just feel-good moment of the year for me. It was, wasn't it? I, to me, it was a company that that gave him an opportunity, right? Again, all those things that you mentioned, he's, he can't do it if he doesn't get the opportunity to do it. And the company, you know, him coming back from injury uh, helped set the table for that. And, yeah, you could see it in his face. Not only the happiness of having a moment like that, but almost the sense of relief of, oh, finally, finally, I got a little taste of what it feels like to to be one of those guys and have the the ringside photographers take the pictures and swim in the confet or the uh, streamers and have the Zima poured all over them. And, you know, that's, you know, he even said that in the, in the post match presser, um, you know, those moments that, you know, he's just wants to cherish it for, for a moment or two, because it's not every day that, that you get those. Um, I will say this, the middle stretch was a little bit lacking for me. It really was. I would say the last eight to five minutes were, were very good. I don't know if this goes on anybody's match of the year list. I don't know if it's, it might be one of the better heavyweight tag matches we've seen all year. Um, but a bar overall, I think it's, you know, I don't think anybody's going to be doing, uh, you know, penciling this in last minute for their year end awards. Um, did you notice, though, Finley's shoulder or arm? And I want to say it was his left one. If you go back and watch that post-match celebration and all that, that guy barely moves that arm. And I don't know if he's selling it. I don't know. It, it looked like like he couldn't lift that arm over his head to lift up the, that trophy. Everything, every picture, he's moving his body so that he's shaking hands with his other hand. He did everything in his power to not move that arm. Um, again, I don't know if he's just selling that, but if he is, he's selling it great because it looked like it was fucked up. And I, I hope and pray that it's uh, not another setback for him. Yeah, I didn't notice that at all, actually. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that's nothing. But uh, just the, the, the post-match stuff was great. You had all the boys coming down to celebrate and uh, to make it even better, Young Bucks didn't come out to make it a three-way. So respect to New Japan for giving us two straight tag matches at the Dome for those titles. They did it at Wrestle Kingdom 12, and it was great. They did not do it at Wrestle Kingdom 13, and it was not great. So I'm very, very happy that we're getting two straight tag matches here. Yep, very good, and a good job. I think they had a really good tournament. Again, Juice is... Juice is, a, is becoming a focal point for New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is great to see. Um, and again, finally, David getting a little taste of success. Uh, good job by them. It's something different. It's something new. And again, we're getting a title match with some freshness. And I'm all excited about that. Why do you think they chose to have all the good guys coming out like that? It's not every day that they do that, right? Um I you know maybe it was just a thing to do, right? Maybe it was just a thing to to recognize them for all their hard work. Um, again, two dojo boys. I mean, everyone, every person in that ring has you know stretched them a little bit and taught them a little little wrestling lesson and and made them do a couple extra squats and 
I don't know. I think it was just a sign of respect, maybe. Um, and, and, you know, that locker room camaraderie that, you know, hey, hey you finally achieved that goal. Um, I, I liked it. I actually think it made, made for a really, really strong moment. And you could see how emotional those two guys got over it. Um, I loved it, actually. I thought it was really good. I did laugh when Chris Charlton said, hopefully Juice doesn't drink too much. He might split his head open again. Which made me wonder, could, could that be the source of uh, Juice's uh, head injuries there? Uh, but, I mean, Juice doing his closing promo in Japanese, he was just oozing star power there. So I think it's going to be a really big year for Juice Robinson. And uh, as for the tag match itself, uh, Finn Juice versus Gorillas of Destiny, I choose to believe that it's going to be good. What say you, Damon? Give me your star expectations for that match at Wrestle Kingdom. I think it'll be good. Um, I, again, I, th- I think I think both those teams complement each other pretty well. Um, I'll set a bar at three and a half, and you know if if they get enough time and and they're able to 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 make it a match worthwhile, they could they could beat that. Uh, it could be exciting. Do you think Do you think we see a title change? Yeah, I do actually. All right, all right, I like that. All right, so that's good. Uh, I think that again, the the best thing overall is that that it adds a little bit of extra flavor and a little extra spice on what is notoriously a bland tag division. Um, I'm all in on Juice and Finley. And after the match, Zack Sabre Jr. attacked Sanada backstage. Uh, Michael CC on the Discord says David Finley in next year's G1. Yay or nay? Yay. Yay. Yeah, me too. I want to see it. I think he's great. Uh, check your WhatsApp, please, Damon, because I've got a question for you about Sanada. I don't know if you noticed this during the match, but it's been bothering me throughout this whole World Tag League in all of the Evil and Sanada matches. Oh, he's got a little holes. Oh. <laughs> it's tiny. He blew out his pants is what he did. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been going on for quite, like, almost more than a week now. The, the, his backside of his pants has been all worn down. Yeah. A lot of ass bumps, a lot of ass bumping from Sonata. Um, but here's the thing, though, and something like that. How do you patch that? I guess you, I guess you, I, know, I mean, I'm not a seamstress by any stretch of the imagination, but the holes are like in the, like literally in the cheek area. So um, you can't really, I mean, you would just need to patch it, I guess, and then it would look silly. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, my man Sonata, he's got two holes for easy access, and. Uh, yeah, he's gonna need. A, he's gonna need. A, he's gonna need. A, I, I had an idea about some Liger jeans that had that there. So uh, yeah, there you go. All right, uh, he needs new trunks. That's for sure. Uh, KSJ forty nine says, "Well, the final night was fun. The tag league should be shorter, right?" I I don't know about that. I mean, they seems to be selling well. It's a tour that is making money for them. I mean, do you make the tour shorter just because? I don't necess- people don't necessarily want to watch all of the matches. If it's the tickets are selling and people are coming out to watch, then keep doing it, no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line, right? If people are people are willing to uh, go out and see it, and again, it's not about us sitting at home in our underwear watching pro wrestling. It's about you know that tour making money, and and again, it is positioned, of course, for main guys to kind of take it a little easy before Wrestle Kingdom. So, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I think it's a good idea. I, I don't have a problem with it as long as it's making money. 
And for my power rankings, Juice Robinson ended up being the most valuable player in the World Tag League with nine points. Evil just behind with eight and a half. Sanada with eight. Tangaloa, seven and a half. Davey Finley, seven and a half. Ishii, six and a half. So those are the people who were at the top. And bottom was Nakanishi, minus 12. Hinari and Fredericks, both on minus 10. Honmen, minus nine. So it's not the sort of company you want to see Toa Hinari keeping. I mean, Fredericks obviously is down there because he's a young lion. Uh, the point differentials were quite interesting, looking and seeing what the biggest gaps were in points. So the, the biggest gap was uh, Maccabe and Honma, which had a seven and a half point differential. Uh, so Maccabe was really heavily protected in this, even though he <laughs> didn't really do much. So I don't know if they see that he's still got some upside, Maccabe, or, or they just think Honma's trash at this point. Tanahashi, obviously, big differential over Hinari, six and a half. Likewise, Shingo over Terrible. Nagata over Nakanishi as well. So, again, Nagata clearly the stronger person in that tag team by quite some distance. Gotto over Fredericks, understandable. Uh, no real surprises for the others, but I just wanted to get in the last word on my power rankings. And let's uh, move on then and talk about these upcoming shows we've got. We have some cards for three Korakuen Hall shows, Road to the Tokyo Dome. Now, obviously, we're not going to break these down in depth because you want to get to this Wrestle Kingdom stuff. So I will read out the match cards for these three shows. And how about you stop me, Damon, if there's something you want to mention on these shows? How does that sound? That sounds perfect. All right. So we are going to start off, as I said, at Korakuen Hall. On Thursday, December 19th, uh, first match, Jushin Thunder Liger, final match in Karakuen Hall 1. We've got Rocky, Taguchi, Honma, Makabe versus Uemura, Suji, Tiger Mask and Liger. Second match, we've got Hinari, Finley, Juice versus Farley and Grizz of Destiny. Third match, Evil and Sanada versus Taichi and Zack. Fourth match, Sho, Yo, Ishii, Goto against El Phantasmo, Ishimori, Yujiro and Kenta. Fifth match, Tanahashi and Ibushi versus Shingo and Naito, which is quite Ooh, a tasty wow, one. Yeah. Sixth match, we've got Yoshihashi and Okada versus Chase and Jay White. Seventh match, Hiromu Takahashi comeback, Robbie Eagles, Will Ospreay versus Bushi and Hiromu. So they are giving us the Hiromu comeback match at Karakuen Hall on the Road 2 show. Wow. What do you make of that? Huh. That's... Look, that's they don't give a fuck. That is a choice. Yeah, I mean they they don't uh, here's the thing, they don't it, uh, to me that screams they don't give a shit about holding off on shit. You know what I mean? Like like that idea of well they got to save this for this and that's a I, is is that any more proof that anyone else needs that they don't subscribe to that philosophy? That's Cork and Hall. 21, 22, 2300? They're fucking shoehorning them in? Wow. Okay. Do you think that's a mistake, given that comeback match before the dome? <sighs> the only thing it is, is a disappointment to not be at the first match. That's really what it is. It's 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 because the, again we just we opened the show with buildings are selling at a quicker pace and blah 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 and you know we we are we're expecting bigger crowds and for these two shows and and they're going to be night one right they're night one will and will and uh, and Hiroma? yes okay that's right <sighs> again 
the biggest thing is is disappointing that you would think you would want that reaction at a dome as opposed to the reaction at Corkin. But again, I, 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 to me, this screams that okay for everybody who wants to sit at home and speculate of oh they don't want to give a, just just remember this match and remember this moment. They don't subscribe to that. So if, again, if you're thinking, well, how could they have the Tokyo, you know, Okada and and Naito, a match that they haven't had you know, for in forever, and you know, building it in one day and blah, blah, they don't subscribe to that. That this this screams that. It's 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 shocking to me, but truth be told, the, the biggest shock of it is is the fact that the people at the dome aren't going. You're not going to get that that moment. And I would think that in Pro Wrestling 101, you live for that moment. Wow. The mm, Let's go on to the second one, which is Friday, December 20th. We got singles match, Hinaro versus Yotosuji. Then we got Uemura Honma Makabe versus El Fantasma Ishimori Fale. Shoyo and Liger versus Rocky Taguchi and Tiger Mask. Shingo and Sanada versus Taichi and Zack. Finley Juice Ishii Goto versus Gorillas of Destiny, Yujiro and Kenta. Tanahashi and Ibushi versus Chase and Jay White. Main event is Eagles, Osprey, Yoshihashi and Okada versus Bushi, Hiromu, Evil and Naito. And then the third show, we've got Uemura, Ma- uh, Tiger Mask and Makabe versus Suji, Taguchi, Honma. Eagles, Sho and Yo versus Yujiro, El Fantasma, Ishimori. Bushi and Sanada versus Taichi and Zack. Hinari, Finley, Juice, Goto versus Fale, Tangelo, Tamatonga, Kenta. Ishii and Osprey versus Evil and Hiromu, which is another one that looks really good on paper. Shingo Naito versus Chase and Jay White. And main event is Rocky, Yoshihashi, Okada versus Liger, Tanahashi, and Ibushi as Liger's final match in Karakun Hall. Yeah, a lot of setup. I mean, as we expected it would be. Let me ask you this Do we do snow for Liger? Does Liger get snow? Does Liger get the snow treatment? Yes, surely he's got to have the snow. Got to have the snow. Can we do that? And another uh, thing that I thought was interesting here is that they, throughout those cards that I've read, they're teasing all the combinations of the double gold dash. So on the first night, you got White versus Okada, Ibushi versus Naito. And the second night, you got White versus Ibushi and Naito versus Okada. So they got all bases covered there. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. They'll, they'll be fun shows. They always are fun shows. They always get everyone hyped. Uh, again, the closing you know, image of of the wrestlers standing in that ring with that snow falling. It is one that you'll take to your grave. Let's make uh, let's let's give Liger the send off. That's all I'm asking. All I'm fucking asking is to do that. Well, I I, I got to be honest with you. I'm still kind of rattled about Hiromo at Corkin. I'm I'm kind of rattled by that. That just doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, again, they don't. I guess they don't subscribe to that train of thought. You're gonna put him. You, you're gonna. I mean, the, I know what people are thinking. You know, warm up match, get him back in the ring, get him in front of a crowd before you get to the big building. You know, ring rust, all that stuff. I I, I find that really hard to believe. I, I'll tell you what. If you do that, then if you, if you have if you if you have that train of thought, <clears throat> excuse me, that you're worried about a guy having ring rust at the dome, then don't have the fucking match at the dome. 
Weird, Joel. That's a weird one, man. I I, I don't know if I agree with it, but it'd be a good match. But yeah, it's crazy, crazy that they're doing that. That's that's unbelievable to me. Uh, you ready for Wrestle Kingdom? Wrestle then? Kingdom. So, Wrestle Kingdom 14. Let's do it. In Tokyo Dome. Saturday, January the 4th, 2020. First match, we've got an eight-man tag team match. Jushin Thunder Liger retirement match one. Tiger Mask, Great Sasuke, Tatsumi Fujinami, Jushin Thunder Liger versus Ryusuke Taguchi, Tatsuhito Takaiwa, Shinjiro Otani, and Naoki Sano. And we've got El Samurai on Liger's team and Kuniaki Kobayashi in the corner of the, the other team. First match? Right. First match. I mean, we're, tag. we're opening the show with that match? Yep. I don't know. Maybe even the the show is going to open with... Maybe it's, you know, he's trying to get the, a big buzz for maybe Liger coming out first for the, well, old, I'll t- the old eight team, eight man tag match. It's going to take 30 minutes for people to get in the ring. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. For that line. <laughs> so maybe they had to have it first to make sure it didn't go over on time. Uh Wow, we're going to open it up with that. Okay. All right, cool. I, I mean, get to your seats early, I guess, right? No, no fucking about. You get to get to your seats. Yeah, I didn't say anything about dark matches. So, again, maybe there'll be a little New Japan rumble before. Maybe not. Who knows? But uh, there we go. There's your first match, the Liga eight-man tag. Okay. All right, second match. We have a special eight-man tag match with Bushi, Shingo Takagi, Evil, and Sonata versus El Desperado, Taichi, Minoru Suzuki, and Zack Sabre Jr. I mean, I don't know what's so special about that in the sense that it feels like I that would be a multi-man tag match in just about any show ever, <laughs> right? Um, Which made me think maybe there's going to be some sort of angle there. And I, again, I don't want to go into that match with my heart set on that. There is going to be an angle, but you do wonder, don't you? You know, with all these questions about Suzuki Goon and Suzuki specifically saying the phrase Taichi Goon, how does it feel to lose to Taichi Goon after he lost that the match to Zack and Taichi in the World Tag League? And you know, there's rumors about what Shingo's and Suzuki are going to be doing. It does make me think something might happen there that's going to be followed up at Dash. But I want to keep that as a you know a possibility rather than a probability because I don't want to make myself feel disappointed. Right. I mean, look at the talent that's in that match though. Suzuki, Shingo, Zack, right? Taichi. It's a lot of talent that's just fucking blobbed into an eight-man tag that's only going to go, you know, eight minutes, ten minutes at most. Huh. That's f- shit, man. Fucking Shingo in the, just in that mix. Mm. Okay, I got to be honest with you. I'm not loving it. I'm hoping there's something, yeah, up up sleeves somewhere okay all right okay so first match we got the liger eight-man tag match second match we got the special eight-man tag match third match special eight-man tag match what? yoshihashi toriyano tomohiro ishii hiroki goto versus chase owens yujiro takahashi bad luck farley and kenta this is the dome mm-hmm I I mean, we're trying to get as many people on this show as possible. I mean, all these people that are in this match, are, are we sure we're having a rumble? 
well, no, I mean, nothing's been said about a rumble, but there are people who are not on the card who are not in these matches as well. You know, thinking about... all oh, the young lions. The, 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 yeah, the young lions, the dads. Okay. Maybe a few surprises. Wow. We're back-to-back multi-man faction tag. Three. We got, we got three eight-man tag matches to start Wrestle Kingdom. All right, but the Liger one, I'm, I'm giving you a hard pass because that's, that's special. You know you're going to have a lot of nostalgia and all that. Okay. It's those other two that are just like these are just these are multi-man tag matches that you see in the fucking middle of March. Wow. Oh. Okay. Uh, and and uh, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. No. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, fourth match, you got IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. Gorillas of Destiny, Tangler Tamatonga versus David Finley and Juice Robinson. Okay, we knew that. We talked about that. Fifth one. match. Yeah, uh, fifth match, we got IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match, Texas Death match, Lance Archer versus John Moxley. Okay, we talked about that, but that should be good. Okay. Sixth match, we got IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi. Great. We know that'll be great. Okay. Seventh match, IWGP Intercontinental Championship match, Jay White versus Tetsuya Naito. Awesome. Eighth match, IWGP Heavyweight Championship match, because it's got a card versus Kota Ibushi. Okay. Uh, I look. I think that show is really good. That's a really great show. Um, I'm I'm disappointed in the opening matches. I I, I I'm I'm flabbergasted that. Basically, these are inter-faction, multi-man tags that we've seen countless times. But I understand the fact that we're trying to get as many people on a show as possible. But I can't... I mean, again, I'm complaining about two matches. but And the rest, we got plenty of singles matches which and, 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 and a great lineup. Let me be very clear. Great lineup. And I'm nitpicking over those two multi-man tag matches. I'm not nitpicking over the Liger match because we know that's going to be special. That's a really fucking solid show, Joel. Right? We're, we're okay with this? Yeah, I mean, those top five matches, we've got IWGP heavyweight tag, US junior intercontinental heavyweight. That's great. I mean, that is absolute pants down for me. It's just a match two and match three. I mean... What would you usually have in the places something like that? You could have. So we've got sixteen guys there. We could have. Uh, I don't know. If if it was not two eight man tag matches, if instead of those two eight man tag matches, we had a never six man gauntlet match, which would have you know fifteen guys and take up the same amount of time as those two tag matches, would you feel differently about it? Even though they serve the same purpose. I I honestly I. Th- I think the the multi-man tag matches usually are better than those gauntlet matches to me. Um, they could they could they could be good matches. They ha- and they have been good matches. Here's the problem. It just doesn't feel like it's anything special. Like it it just feels like I, I these are matches that we could see anywhere at any point during the calendar year. And especially the people that are in these matches I mean, right off the top of our heads, we can come up with a fucking hundred ideas of what to do with Shingo, Suzuki, Taichi, Zach. You know, uh, these are guys that throughout the year have 
consistently delivered in great spots. And we're opening shows in a multi-man tag match. That's that's where that's where we're 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 losing the mark here. Again, these are opening matches, and and in an opening match, we're getting main events that would be. You know what I mean? So again, my biggest complaint is is that Shingo. You know the, the names that we mentioned. Ishii's in that mix too, right? Yep. Oof. Wow, we. And I'll tell you, David, here's something that I thought was interesting from this show. No Tanahashi. So, unless there's some kind of pre show match, this is going to be the first January 4th Tokyo Dome show without Hiroshi Tanahashi since 2003. Holy shit. Wow. That's significant. Yeah, you're right. No. Wow. Huh. Look at the names who do have singles matches, though. Lance Archer. John Moxley. Not a singles match, but, I mean, Juice is in a prominent position. David Finley is in a prominent position. And Hiroshi Tanahashi is sitting in a press box? Shingo is in a multi-man tag match? Ishii? Zack? Suzuki? Huh. Uh, and it's weird too, Joel, because I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the show and I'm like, this is a really fucking great show. There are moments that I'm looking at it and I'm like, what? Let's 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 let that sink in a little bit. Roshi Tanahashi. I mean, what does that I mean, what does that say though? Do you think that Horoshi Tanahashi could give a back-to-back performance in the, in the state that he's in? I don't know, but you, you just think they would have found somewhere to crowbar him into those matches. He's not on the show. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm a little bit blown away by that. I am. I am more than a little bit blown away. I'm blown away completely by that wow that's a lot to unpack all right that's night one that's night one all right what's night two just a quick question for you before we go to night two do you think okada ibushi will be the best match on night one yes i think it's it's like on paper if i'm going to say best match i think that would be and then uh will hiromo and then jay naito so Wrestle Kingdom 14 in the Tokyo Dome, Sunday, January the 5th. First match, Jushin Thunder Liger retirement match two. Jushin Thunder Liger and Naoki Sano versus Ryu Lee and Hiromu Takahashi. Wow. And we've got Yoshiaki Fujiwara in the corner of Liger and Sano. Wow. Sano. Uh, well, he does, again, he still does stuff for like Wrestle 1 and, and, and shit like that. Well, I mean... They're going to have to do a lot <laughs> to keep up with the young boys. That's for sure. <laughs> Robo and Dragon Lee. I mean, they're going to be doing a lot of catching bodies. Woo. Uh, for me, his last match, I would have liked to have seen a singles match. Me too. Um, and you knew he could still deliver a quality one. Like the, the Ishimori match was great. 
Suzuki match was great. So I'm a bit disappointed that it's a tag match. I am too. Um, again, my favorite match of all time is Sano Liger. Um, so there is a huge nostalgia checkbox that's being tickled here. Does a checkbox get tickled? I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, mm, I would have liked to have seen a singles match. I find it a pretty crazy because I talked about it before. Again, it's his last match. He's going to go balls to the wall. But that those are some two. Those are those are two guys that are that are that are high octane offense that the two older lads are going to have to keep up with. Huh. All right. I, I mean, I, I I would have liked to have seen a singles match. I really would have. Um, I'm I'm trying to process how I feel about it. I do like it. I, I would have liked to have seen him one last time, just him in the ring. So I am a little disappointed in that. It is fitting. I mean, we've got the, the past and the future, the present and the future. So I'm sure it will be a nice moment in the ring with the four of those guys afterwards. But uh, yeah, there you go. That's what we got for Liger's final match. Um, second match then, we have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with El Fantasmo and Ishimori versus Sho and Yo. Okay. You know, El Fantasmo, we- is, is El Fantasmo on, on number one? Uh, no, he's not. How could they leave him off? <laughs> I'm sorry, like it's Tanahashi. <laughs> All right, that should be good. We know that's going to be good. Okay. Okay. Third match, British heavyweight championship match: Zack Sabre Junior versus Sanada. Ooh. Okay. That should be good. Fourth match. Yep. The winner of the IWGP US Championship match on January fourth will fight Juice Robinson in another IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match. So that's going to be Juice Robinson against either Moxley or Archer. Wow. Double Juice. They are they are going in hard on Juice Robinson here. All right, well let me ask you this. Does that tip the hand of the tag match? Like to me that I don't think so. I, no. I think there's a distinct possibility we get Juice two belts. He's the one guy that walks out with two belts. <laughs> That's a talk, you know. Fucking deserves it, David. After the you know the shit sandwiches he's had to eat over the past couple of years in, you know, taking pins from the incoming ex WWE stars. Yeah, I would love to see Juice two belts at the Tokyo Dome. I think it'd be a great moment. I think that tips the hand. I think he wins the U.S. title back. Um, I think so. I think Mach, or I think uh, Archer successfully defends, and then because. Well, you haven't said anything about Moxley being on night two. Um, so I think, yeah, Moxley loses. Archer wins, defends against Juice, and loses the title to Juice. I'm shocked that we're getting two title defenses at the Tokyo Dome for the U.S. title. Crazy. Fifth match, never open weight championship match. Kenta versus Hiroki Goto. Oh, no Shibata. Oh, no well, Shibata. No Shibata. I'm sure he'll be in the corner. I'm sure he'll get in the mix physically somehow. But that, again... How, how do you feel about that? Because uh, some people were very upset and they thought that the power struggle physicality between Shibata and Kenta 
was a step too far and was deliberately, well, not deliberately, but was misleading people into expecting a Shibata comeback, which we're not getting here, at least. Right. I mean, relax, right? <laughs> For- right, yeah. If you were paying attention, the story here is Kenta versus Goto. Right. And the match is going to be great. Right. Well, again, I agree with the fact that he did get involved physically twice, and you would think in pro wrestling that there would be that, you know, moment. Uh, Again, there still could be that moment of revenge that Shibata gets. But, um, again, I think we were all hoping a little bit too hard for Shibata return, and we all kind of got, you know, our, our fucking pants were down and all that. But for the past, what, at least during world tag league it's all it's been all you haven't even heard you haven't even heard shibata's name mentioned let alone saw him at all it's all been goto and and kenta interaction so we we kind of knew that we were going in this route so um and a a point that you brought up it will be great and let's not let it spoil the fact that this will be great and i i truly believe it will be Sixth match, we have the two non-champions after January 4th Intercontinental and Heavyweight Championship matches meeting. So there's your loser's match there. Your booby prize, your Intercontinental booby prize. Is it for the Intercontinental title? Oh, no, it can't be. It won't be. No, it's the booby prize. Right. Duh. Okay, right. David, you fundamentally misunderstood the concept of the, the double gold dash. I did. I really, really... You've not been paying attention. I really shit the uh, Seventh match, uh, we have special singles match, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Chris Jericho. So at least uh, we get one Tanahashi, right? Good, good. Um, and eighth match. Get. Eighth match, we have IWGP heavyweight and IWGP intercontinental double championship match. Wait, they're fighting for the title? <laughs> <laughs> Both of them? What? Uh, yeah. So I expect what? We're, give, me, give me your final prediction. Are we, uh, are we saying that it's good old... Okada and good old Naito to close out the dome. Is that what you're giving me? Yeah. Yeah. Naito two belts. Naito is going to pin Okada. And then in the losers match, I think Ibushi pins Jay White. I think Jay White can eat those two losses without suffering any long-term damage. Okay. Give me, give me your, give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts on two nights, Tokyo dome cards announced. What what is your gut reaction, instant reaction from Joel Abraham? Disappointments with those two, what I think are extraneous eight man tag team matches on night one. Aside from that, I think night one is a great card, top to bottom, and night two I think is an amazing show. And again, just a, a slight disappointment that we're getting a tag match for Liger's last match, but. It will be an incredibly exciting match. And I just think, I mean, this what a show. I mean, we've got this Liger tag match, junior tag, Rev Pro title, US Championship match, never title, and then the losers match, Tanahashi Jericho, the, the double title match. That's got a show of the year contender written all over it. Yeah, I agree. And I think, again, for all the head scratching that we did here you write right take that card kids and write that down on in a notebook and then look at that and and know that that's what you're going to be seeing in a handful of days two nights of pro wrestling that you you that show those shows they're going to be hard to beat are there things that i would do differently 
Yes. What I would love to see Liger, his last match in a singles match. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm floored that a Tokyo Dome event will be happening without Hiroshi Tanahashi being involved. Floored by that. I'm floored that we don't have a singles Shingo match. We don't have a singles or at least a tag Ishii match or Suzuki match. Or, let's be honest here, your boy Taichi. Again, hustles all fucking year. Fucking hustles all year long. And he's in a multi-man tag on night one. And correct me if I'm wrong, Joel, nowhere to be found night two. Yeah, well, again, I think the booking committee have earned enough goodwill for me to wait and see how that plays out. Because again, if the slight chance that that match ends up with Suzuki Goon turning on Minoru Suzuki and uh, anointing Taichi as the new leader of Taichi Goon, then yes, then, then you say all is forgiven. And so again, putting that to one side, I'm a big proponent of you choose your guys who you want to feature. You have your big matches and I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not in favour of, oh, well, these two guys are good, so let's just give them a singles match. Right. No, if it's not your time, that's it. You, you set out this one, take it on the chin, hard luck, better luck next year. You feature, you, you pick your guys that you want to focus on and that's that. And we're going to get, I'm sure, some big stuff with Ishii or Suzuki or Shingo, maybe at Dash, maybe even New Beginning, Taichi, they'll get their moment. The only thing that is a bit jarring is that we are getting two US title matches. Right. We're getting double juice. And you think, mm, could, you know, was that <laughs> when you got two shows, you surely could have found something for those other guys? Because, you know, if it was one show and it's like, sorry, we got nothing for Taichi, Suzuki, Shingo, Ishii, fine. But then with two shows and some guys pulling double duty right. and some belts getting two matches, it's a bit odd. So I'm struggling to reconcile those two conflicting ideas because I think having two shows kind of invalidates the first point I made about, you know, it's not your time, you sit this one out. Yeah. I mean, look at the people who are doing double duty, aside from the top four, right? Your Naitos, Okadas, Whites, Ibushis. Lance Archer. Lance Archer, Juice Robinson, Juice Robinson. But there's no one else that's doing double duty um, in a high spotlight. Well, I mean, Hiromu. How about Will Ospreay? What's Will Ospreay doing night two? Nothing. He's got nothing night two. Will Ospreay is doing nothing night two, Joel. Hmm. Nothing. I don't understand that. Help help me understand that. Unless, I mean, does that tip the cards for Hiromo winning the title? I mean, I think everybody kind of figured he was, right? Yeah, I think that's going to be Osprey's move to heavyweight after that. He's not on night two. That's weird to me. No Tanahashi on night one. I don't know. There's there's a couple things that just I mean I gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta let this sink in a little bit, but on the surface, 
And here's the thing. Even with all that, Joel, even with all of that, these cars are still great. <laughs> right? 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 If, of any company that has an overflow of talent and options, it's New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm just left here kind of speechless at looking at these cards. Tanahashi, only one night. Will Ospreay, only one night. Ishii, Shingo, Suzuki. Unless, again, unless there's a great angle. Seems like, boy, there's... uh, And yet, again, that U.S. title. And again, I'm not shitting on the U.S. title. Don't get me wrong, but... All those, all those things that I mentioned, not double dipping, we're double dipping on the U.S. title. And where the fuck is the never six man belts? Can, can, can those important titles? Are they going to be up for grabs at all? I thought maybe they could do that for the pre-show on the second night, but it's just speculation. No Ring of Honor either, right? No, not, no, no, nothing. Ring well, you, you wanted a big Matt Taven defense, <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rev Pro getting a nice little uh, spotlight match, right? They got a little nice spotlight match with Suzuki and uh, Son- or uh, with uh, Zach and Sonata. You mean to tell me? All right, let's be honest here. And I like the Rev Pro. I'm not knocking the, the Rev Pro. And they've been building for it, so it's not that big of a deal. But I mean, Rev Pro gets a nice little spotlight match. I don't know. It was the same as last year. Last year we had Zach and Ishii for the Ref Pro belt and nothing with Ring of Honor. Whew. All right, again, a scale of 1 to 10. It's, it's it's either an 8 or a 9 because all of those matches on paper look good. There aren't any matches that I'm thinking, oh, well, that's just you know a waste of time. So just looking at last year's Wrestle Kingdom cards... The rum, the gauntlet match. You know that's, you know, it's not going to be anything to write home about. Uh, the they were three three way tag matches, which you knew were going to be a bit of a waste of time. We had Cody against Juice, which you know Cody was injured. You know that was going to be shit. So you don't have any matches like that where you think, oh well, that one's going to be bad. Even those two eight man tag matches that I'm complaining about could and should be really exciting, fast-paced matches. You know, go out there, eight, ten-minute sprint. Everyone gets their shit in. You know, it should be a lot of fun. It should be right. exciting. So the quality of the matches is very, very high. It's just those slight disappointments that are just bringing it down from a ten to a nine, maybe an eight. Maybe eight and a half. Yeah, I'm going eight and, yeah, little nitpicky things that leave you... If you're a fan of this product, it does leave you scratching your head a little bit, um, but okay. How's let me ask you this: how's how's the uh, how's the internet taking this? How is uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling fandom taking these shows? I think most people are really happy with it. Yeah. Right. I haven't had any any you know quote tweets people saying, "Oh, what is this shit?" People are excited by it because they recognize what it is, which is too. Uh, two cards of the absolute highest quality. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, and listen, maybe sometimes you got to trim away some of the. Uh, you know, I was going to say tr- trim away some of the fat. Fucking Will Osprey is going to be your wrestler of the year. <laughs> he's on. I, well, I'll tell you what, what. What does this tell you about Will Osprey's match against Hiromo? 
That guy's going to be fucking jumping off the top of the building. He's going, I mean, he's leaving it all on the table, right? He doesn't have to work the next day. He's leaving it all on the fucking table in that match. No doubt about it, right? No doubt about it. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, and here's something. I, d- I don't know if this is substantiated or not. It might just be a rumor, but apparently Ryu Lee's tag spot on January 5th was originally supposed to be Bushi. So we can say a big thank you to Rush for all the stuff that went down with CMLL. <laughs> I imagine that. If that were Bushi, oh, I don't think, I don't think there would be... Uh, I don't think people would be thrilled with that. All right. Well, listen, I like the shows. I think they're good. We can speculate of what could be. But I think with what they got, they did very well. Little, some disappointments. There is talent that you, you're already left scratching your head with. But uh, I think overall, um, I'm excited. It's, it's here. It's, it's, it's days away at this point. Um, so everybody get pumped up. Everybody get excited. We got the shows that we've been waiting a year for. A year for. So uh, it'll be great. Can't wait. Well, question here, seeing as you just mentioning Osprey, Mix or Plex on the Discord says, Will Osprey is very conspicuous in his absence from Wrestle Kingdom 14 Day 2 card. What do you guys think he might be up to? My bet is that Sano either abdicates his spot or is injured prior to the start of Jushin Thunder Liger retirement match 2, and Osprey ends up taking his spot. You know what, David? When I look at a 30 year in the making career, historical. Emotional climax, career of all-time great Jushin Thunder Liger, bowing out on his terms on the biggest stage. You know what would be a fitting and, and a satisfying conclusion? More Will Ospreay. Yeah. More Will Ospreay, Damon. I want him in every match. Yeah, that's... Will Ospreay added to Will Ospreay matches. I, I don't know about you, mate, but not having him in World Tagly, I'm getting serious withdrawal symptoms. I'm going into shock. I've got a cold sweat going. My heart's racing. I feel like I'm going to throw up. So how about this one, Damon? We've got Hiromu, Lee, Osprey. They're all doing their uh, crazy shit. Flips, topes, destroyers, ranas. Liger's not even doing anything. He's just watching. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> doesn't even tag in. doesn't tag in the entire match. Uh, that would be a Will Osprey moment, wouldn't it? Um, nah, I mean, look. It does. It does I, I mean, at, at this point, he's... He's in the press box, so uh, I, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. I don't know how the most talented guy – let me take that back because he's not the most talented guy. He is a guy who's had an unbelievable 2019. Um, I don't know how you can sit him out, but right now it looks to be the case. So head scratcher, shoulder shrug, we'll, we'll figure it out. One thing I would recommend people do if you haven't already done so is watch the press conference for the Zach and Sanada interview segment because it was absolutely hilarious. Zach was just completely went off on one and Sanada's almost corpsing. Like he was trying really hard not to laugh. And some of the stuff Zach was saying, like comparing his chin to Inoki, and he was saying that he was a noodle. He was saying, I'm I'm a hundred percent sober, I'm a noodle man. It was just one of the more ridiculous Zach promos. So definitely go out of your way to watch that one. Yeah, they're always great. I love them. He, that, that, that's why he got my vote for favorite wrestler of the year. Hey, I tip my cards. Spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, you want some questions, Damon? A uh, handful. I do have to uh, bump out a little early, but I think we have time for two or three. You stop me when you've had enough. Uh, let's go for Nicole, who says, right, question stop. sports reporter, Damon. <laughs> stop. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> 
with both the AAF and AFL closing up shop this year, how do you rate the chances of the XFL being successful? Ah, those are the Arena Football League, Joel, for those of you who do not know. And it's, uh, again, one of those B-level sporting ventures. XFL, look, people don't want to want to watch B-level, C-level anything, right? Whether it be football, whether it be baseball, whether it be cricket, whether whatever the fuck it is. Uh, you don't want to watch lower par sporting events. I can't imagine the XFL doing anything, to be quite frank. Um, I think it'll be a struggle. I think it will be an absolute uphill climb. Um, I don't expect it to be a success. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that really, that's really it. I just don't, I just don't see room for B level and C level football. I mean, at that point, you're looking at people who can't make, for whatever reason, national football league rosters, right, Joel? You're looking at people who can't make Canadian football league. You're looking at people who, uh, I mean, you're looking at probably a level down from top quality college football. Let's be truthful. Like, I would put a, a team like Oklahoma or Notre Dame or Penn State or whatever against an XFL team, and I, and I, and I would bet strongly on the college team. LSU. Um, so, no, I don't expect XFL having much chance lasting more than a year or two at best. Question from Mark. He says, can your sources corroborate this report? It's a Reddit post that says, could you guys imagine the Undertaker versus Chushin Laika at Wrestle Kingdom? Tejas92 says, any thoughts on the Jim Cornette NWA controversy and Cornette in general? Uh, Damon, I believe you have some Jim Cornette stories. Yeah. Um, well, so growing up, uh, I, I always loved the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette. I thought they were unbelievable. They were my absolute favorite tag team of all time. And uh, I did love Jim Cornette. And so he was heavily involved with um, Dennis Carluzzo at certain points. And he would be on shows and he would kind of run the back. And I just remember having a match and doing our shit and coming back. And he was like, oh. You know, he, he, the fact that he even knew who the fuck I was, um, and he's like, oh, Madonna, that was great, blah, blah, blah. And when you did that, that was hilarious, blah, 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 and this, that, and the other thing, and, uh, and Twiggy, blah, blah, blah. Um, but next time, why don't you guys do this and that? You know, just stuff like that. And, and then that was a really cool thing. Um, but I guess my overarching thought is, is I hate it when the people that you – really enjoy and are fans of and 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 have a strong emotional attachment to as part of growing up and 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 watching whatever it is and then it comes out that they haven't grown with the times and grown with ways to conduct themselves and ways to uh think to be better right um and 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 get left behind and even though he used that sp particular joke, you know, the, the chicken in, in Ethiopia, he's used that before on, on other shows during commentary. 
Um, and even though it was always one of those things where it was like, mm, it's really probably not the best thing to say. I hate to say it, but back then, <laughs> um, it obviously was things that that people could turn a blind eye to, and people could kind of be like, oh, that's Jim being Jim, and that's the way this is. And but I, I did hear a clip of him using the N word as well, so yeah. it's not like a, it's an isolated incident. No, he's no, clearly not. got that streak in him. Right, and again, when you when you use that very easily right that's 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 where it's a struggle you know that 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 wasn't like it was he was fighting back the word right um it's disappointing that's really the 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 thought that i have is that when you have people that you know you're fans of and you and you are a part of your you growing up and watching pro wrestling and then they can't evolve as and, and recognize what what today is and what is acceptable and even let's be truthful to have the 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 maturity enough to even in 1988 to be like eh, that line probably isn't the best line um, even though it still you know was broadcasted on national cable television um, is disappointing and I wish. There's a lot of that, right? There's there's a lot. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of that today. Um, the one thing I wish, I, I just wish that he could recognize that. That's the only thing I wish he could. I wish he could say, I said something that was really that might that I might have gotten away with before, and it might have been one of those. Uh, and bad taste things, whereas now I'm saying it, and it's really just off the charts. You 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 you've lost. You you lost it. I, it yeah, he's he's not sorry at all. No, he's, he's doubling down. Yeah, he's doubling down, and that's it. Makes it. I mean, I hate to use the Morrissey analogy, but it makes it like that. Makes it very difficult to be a fan. Like like it makes it makes it very difficult to to cast you know just to remember the good times you know remember the songs right remember those albums that changed your life and then you do that but that's that's where really, really what it is it's for me anyway that's where it's like oh, dis- disappointing is is really the word disappointing is the word and he doesn't give a shit you know what i mean like here's the thing he doesn't give a shit um and in a small sense, of a small sense, I you kind of look at somebody like that and like, okay, he's gonna he's gonna stick with it, and okay, that's either incredibly, you know, he's sticking with his guns, and you you kind of, you know, okay, Jim, you're sticking with your guns, and at least you're doing that. But even then, you got it, it's just still. But he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care what we think. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. And that's that's Jim Cornette. Right, um, okay, let's have another question for you then. Uh, hopefully hopefully, it's more racially sensitive question. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to find one that's got the right tone and I'm struggling here. Um, <laughs> Liam says, which New Japan eye mask are you buying? I'm uh, buying all of the ones that are sexy. Zero. Sorry, Tanahashi, Ibushi and Naito. 
I'm not doing it. Oh, that's funny. I get it. Uh, no, those are creepy. Those are fucking... Imagine... No, I hate those things. I'm not a big eye mask guy in general. I can't wear them. They, they would... They annoy me. Like, having something that to permanently keep my eyelids shut, I don't like that feeling of... I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm bound, and I don't like that. I would never do well in S&M. That's for sure. I just don't like being bound. Uh, here's a sports, another sports one that I don't understand, but I think might lead to some sort of animated response from you. Uh, Daryl says, "Tell Damon that the Leafs are the fucking Yoshihashi of the NHL. They will never get close to a championship. Son of a nor bitch. do they deserve to. Them firing Babcock was their latest face smash into the apron moment. Man, they fucking suck. And I'm oh. a Torontonian named after Daryl Sittler. So oh. I don't know what any of those words mean, Damon. All right. Well, look, he's he's taken some shots at me." Because my Leafs aren't doing so great. They fired their coach, Mike Babcock, um, which I think it was they needed to. Um, he, look, they're the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs, Joel. And I, they haven't won a championship since 1960. Um, yeah, right, 6-0. It's, they're, 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 they're the Leafs, man. And they have a lot of talent, and they're kind of middle of the pack this year. And all right. Listen, when it happens, when it happens, you're com- – all right, look, I, I got to take the punches because we were expected to do very well and we were kind of just spinning our fucking wheels like like the Toronto Maple Leafs do. So fuck me, and I'll never – I'll die. I'll never see a fucking cup. So fuck me. Great. Thanks for reminding me. Jerk. I hate you. I hope you get a rash in a very sensitive area. <laughs> No, no, no ad reads today, Damon. Okay. Uh, Swordfish says, I have a friend who's currently living in China who's also a teacher like Joel. What food should he try while he is in China? Any recommendations? Also, much like Joel, he likes the hot stuff. Uh, this time of year, it's quite cold in Xiamen at the moment, so hot pot is always good. I like a good Sichuan hot pot with the numbing pepper, the Sichuan pepper and the chilies in there. That's really good. And I tried a new dish today as well, which is called uh, which is kind of like a, a hot and sour noodle soup. That was really good. Jian uh, Bing breakfast pancake is really good. Um, I could talk about this for hours, Damon. I need to set up a food podcast. But you do. Uh, yeah, chi- Chinese food is it's up there. It's not my favorite. I mean, I, for me, Thai is still number one, Japanese number two, but Chinese. Could, could crack the top five, I think. Do you have go-tos when you go to Tokyo? Do you have go-to? You got to hit this spot because I need that. Because here's here's yeah. me. All right, I, I'm a little bit of a coward when it comes to not eating the food, going in the restaurant. Like I I pussy out, and um, like I'll look at a place and be like, oh that looks good, but then it looks like oh they're not um looks pretty local and they're not gonna want me here, so I'll just go to McDonald's. You know, and I'm maybe not McDonald's, but you know what I mean, like. I, I don't know. I, I do turn into a big fucking coward when it comes to that. So I need help with that, right? So what are, the, what are, the, what are your places? What, what is the place that I need to go to, Joel? I just have like a little checklist of things that I have to eat while I'm there. So I need to eat as much tuna sushi as I can because it's just ridiculously good. Uh, usually try to hit up Sushi Zanmai for that that's a lot of fun or the Tsukiji Fish Market there's a lot of nice little stalls there I like to go to a yakitori bar and just have loads of little barbecued skewers of I like all the weird stuff you know like the chicken hearts and the pig tongue and the 
all the weird shit. That's really good. And I like the tonkotsu ramen, that, you know, 20-hour pork bone broth noodle soup. That's great. Uh, I like a good okonomiyaki. That's pancake, noodly pancake thing that they make on the... The griddle in front of you, but do you like, do you have a, like go to places for that? Like, do you have a specific joint no. that you go to, or do you just walk into? Not a really. Place? You 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 don't have any problem just walking into a joint. Well, uh, yeah, I will go anywhere. But Sushi Zanmai is a, a place that I trust. I, is always excellent when I go there. But yeah, luckily I've got nice friends there who can recommend places for me. But you can never really get a bad meal in Japan, do you? I mean, no. we, we're quite happy to walk in anywhere off the street and take our chances and you're going to get an amazing meal. I don't know. I just feel weird like walking in and, oh, here's a fat American. Okay, great. Uh, I don't know. I just... I, no, you're, you're overthinking that. They're, they're not thinking that. They don't give a shit. Yeah, they haven't seen me yet. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, do, I do overthink it and it's terrible. And I, and I probably lose out on experiences having that but i i told cheryl flat out i was like we can't do that like we gotta have some fucking guts and just fucking find something and be like okay let's fucking do it and even if we make total boobs of ourselves let's try not to make boobs of ourselves but let's fucking do it so that's well let's all make boobs of ourselves together Yay. let's make it a big boob fest <laughs> all right sounds sounds like a good night <laughs> all right all right uh one more question if we could joel then i have to uh, perform my duties of the day I want a music Damon question. Really? Let me see if I've got a music oh, one here. You want to know my time? Mike Daisley. Question for music Damon. Have you ever listened to Fozzy? I've had Judas on almost constant replay for the past week, and the cover of SOS by ABBA is a joy. I don't. It's okay. I mean, that's not really my thing, honestly. I don't. No, I, I don't think I've listened to that song twice in my entire life, and twice it was him probably going to the ring. So uh, I'm going to give it a uh, thumbs down. I'm not the biggest fan of the song. So sorry. I can't, I can't, I can't jump on board. for Damn, on the damn it. Last question. I blew it. That's all right. That's all right. Look, it's, uh, we're under a lot of stress here with the Super J cast to come up with the, the good, uh, I did my top 10 albums um, of the decade. I did that, uh, that you can find that on our discord. If you're interested in that, um, I got my Spotify thing. Uh, guess who my artist of the decade was, Joel? Was it um, Chris Jericho and Fozzy? No, I have no idea. <laughs> it was Oasis. Uh, and get, what but, have they? What have they released in the last te- decade? Nothing. Um, I don't know anything. I've been keeping no, up. But the point was is that that's who you would listen to the most in the decade. So, oh, I see. Okay, so not necessarily music that has been released in the correct, last decade. Correct. Okay, and I then gotcha. guess you're not going to get it, but I, I, I was like, I looked at the stats and I was like, holy shit! 2019, the artist I listened to the most was Van Halen. <laughs> I was like, wow! <laughs> I wasn't I expecting that. Me neither. I was like, what is it? 1978? Uh, yeah, Van Halen. It must have been all those tribute bands. I must have been like really fucking hyped up after the tribute shows and fucking get my David Lee Roth and Eddie Van Halen vibe. Um, and then, of course, podcast was the Super J cast. I, so, which proves I listen to myself. I enter- we, uh, You guys entertain I, d- I can't do it, David. I can't listen back to myself because I'm worried I'm going to cringe. 
Oh, Cheryl. I don't I sound. I don't like the things that I say. Cheryl busts my balls all the fucking time. She'd be like, are you listening to yourself again? Are you entertaining yourself again, you narcissistic fuck? <laughs> I'm like, yep. I bet I, you like the smell of your own farts as I well. I love it. I fucking, I'm a, I wave them right up. Wave them right up. They're like, delicious. They're like, oh, how can a man fart like this? Fucking intoxicating. Have you smelled this, Cheryl? This is unbelievable. <laughs> this, one's a, this one's fantastic. It's like Coco Chanel. All right, very good. And that's just a Super J cast in a nutshell, isn't it? Just us enjoying the smell of our own farts. <laughs> if that's not a t-shirt, I don't know what it is. All right, let's wrap up this one. Uh, I'll, go, I'll get a tapler on that a new design of us just <laughs> farting and <laughs> wafting the smell. <laughs> Big smiles on our face. She's like, you want me to do what? <laughs> All right. All right, uh, wrap it up, and uh, we'll be back again. Again, don't forget about the voting for the Super J cast awards. Uh, they end Christmas Eve Eve. So get your votes in now. Don't delay. Don't procrastinate. Get them in um, and have your voice be heard in the Super J Cast Awards. And we'll have that show probably in the beginning of the new year. Um, and it'll be exciting. And then everyone can go have a meltdown over Wrestle Kingdom shows. All right. So uh, please uh, visit redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast where you can throw a few bucks our way to show your love for the wonderful work that we do here and visit our discord server. I well, the link to it should be in the show notes so you can follow that uh, pro forward slash super J cast. Get one of our t-shirts. Thanks to editor Dan. You can visit his YouTube channel on, and on Twitter at Escape the Box UK. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Give us a five step review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Super J Cast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye.